episode 501. Why are we doing this still? I thought we were going to quit at 500. I did. That's why oh. the other guy is here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He showed up because he thought you weren't going to show up, and then you decided to show up and troll us. Yeah. Hey, uh, it's a new era. A I'm new era. A mark. For... People are going to think it's E3. <laughs> Hearing that voice. Uh, PS Nation podcast, episode 501. I'm Glenn. The other guy's Josh. Yeah. That's me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And even the other guy, that's not me or Josh. The first motherfucking MJC. Hey everyone, how's it going? Good to hear you, man. Uh, and and he's here to talk about one specific thing, but fuck it, we're gonna have him on for the whole show because uh, yeah, it's 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 almost PSX. It's kind of like E3, so we figured, what the hell? Yeah, I could <laughs> I could tell you guys horror stories of working retail, but I've worked retail. Oh no, but me too. With the NES Classic and the PS4 Pro. Ugh. Did the did the pro really sell that well? Did it do well? No, but everyone asked, "What the hell is that?" Ah, okay. yeah. Explain it to them. Yeah. Okay, so wait, so that's perfect because I would have forgotten if you hadn't said that. So I was in Target the other day. Okay, you know, so this should make you feel right at home. <laughs> I was in Target. <laughs> was it the other was day. it MJC's Target? <laughs> and uh, no, and I was I was walking past the electronics section. And I, you know, I glance in and I'm looking at what's there and this lady, she gets one of the target people and she's like, I need help. I need that, that, the PS4. I need to get one of them out of this case here. She's like, okay. She's like, which, what do you need? She's like, I need the, the one with the, the one with the more gigabytes, the one it's, oh, come on. it's got the more, the more gigabytes. Was it, like was it the same lady or, that you saw like three years before? No, so just go with me here. So she, she's like, okay. I, it's it's got like the thousand the thousand I think it is it's it's something like that and I said well I I leaned in at this point and I go well there's the original PlayStation which has like 500 megs and the PlayStation 4 Pro she's like that's the one it that's the Pro the Pro that's the one I need I because that has the more gigabytes right I was like well yeah it's that yeah it's a terabyte yeah she's like oh okay yeah yeah. I said, Ben, it's real easy. I mean, you could just swap out the hard drive if you need more. It's no big deal. It's very simple. She's like, yeah. I don't know nothing about this stuff. I'm, I'm getting it from my son. He, he's, see, we have the original one. But he says he's uh-huh. got no more gigabytes, so he needs more. So I figured I'd just get him this. And I was like, uh, wow. Okay, great. Have a good day. <laughs> and I walked away. Yeah, I was like, don't, don't take away the pro from somebody that whose mom is actually cool enough to buy him no, one. No, she's buying him one because she doesn't know anything about swapping out a hard drive. I get and that, but hey, any any way that the kid can get a new PS4 Pro. But she's hey. spending five hundred dollars for a terabyte hard drive. Everybody tried to pull those tricks on their parents when they were young. No, and this kid pulled it off. More power yeah, to him. Horrible children. I, I do don't that. think this yeah, was but more power no, to him. I don't him. think this was a kid pulling a trick. I think this was just. A very poorly informed person. Sure. I see that all the time, though, where people come in like, "I need to buy a new system because my hard drive's full." <laughs> you know, it, it, it's one of those things. And like currently with the Pro, I've been having to like tell people so many things that are. It's almost like when uh, Microsoft made their like always online announcement. And then yeah. when they got rid of it, you had to tell people for like six months to a year after release, like that's not the case. Well, I had like three people this weekend just tell me that like 
don't buy the Pro because you have to pay for the 4K updates and stuff nice. like that. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I, and then I had to tell them, like, no, and they're like, yeah, no, I read it on the internet. That Ah, yes, of course. Yeah, they're like, you have to pay for patches now for the Pro, and I, it was hell. God. Yeah. Yeah, no, people, you don't have to pay for updates. Sony pretty much told developers don't do that. Uh, I think it is still ultimately up to the developer, but they would be looked, they would be frowned upon very heavily by Sony. Yeah, so. uh, but it's it's like been constant questions about what the PS4 Pro is, and then when are we going to get the NES Classic? When are we going to get the Mini NES? Because that thing is impossible to keep in stock. We've had a line every day. Yeah, we've opened, even if it we just, don't have any in stock. I just don't. I I, I guess I get the, the nostalgia and everything, but. To me, there's better alternatives out there, and I, if, like if I could add games to that thing, I'd probably get one. But I, I just don't care about it. Have Sam print 3D print out a shell, and you throw a Raspberry Pi in it. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. I've seen those projects too. Well, I don't need to do that because I've got my Nvidia Shield TV, and I've got the emulator on it that upconverts, and you know it looks great in HDMI and the whole nine. I think so. it's just the shell. People just want that little. But uh, I have a Nest, though. I don't need a mini Nest. I. But that's I and that's what one. I don't get about it. Like the, there was the Genesis flashback and the Coleco flashback and the Atari flashback. I mean, yeah. they've done all these. And from what I read, because I almost bought like the Intellivision and and the Coleco one, and because I was like, I don't think I'm going to go buy a Coleco at MGC or something like that. Maybe I'll just get one of these. And then I looked it up online, and everything I've read about these things is that they're all garbage. Essentially, they all—I don't know about yeah, the NES one because that's coming directly from Nintendo. It's probably better, but I, I mean, I, that turned me off to all of them. And I was like, "Well, this is dumb. Yeah. I'd rather—I will just either buy a Coleco at some point or just go without." You know, I—I I don't know. It, the thing that cracks me up the most about the NES, uh, the NES Mini or whatever, you know, the NES Classic, is the controller cables are only like three feet long. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's like two and a half feet. Yeah, you pretty much have to get, and, and luckily it uses pretty much a standard USB cable for power, so you can get a really long cable for that. But uh, the, the controllers for it actually use the same plug that you use to plug into the back of the, uh, the Wii controller, the Wiimote. So, you know, it's it's a pretty much a proprietary plug. You can't, like, plug it in USB on your PC if you want to get crazy and use an S controller, et cetera, et cetera. But it, it's, there's, there's some design choices that they made on that thing that just make me shake my head. And the fervor over it is inc- insane, like, to me because it's 60 bucks, which isn't a bad deal. And, yeah, it's nostalgia. And, but they're choosing the games you get to play. And I don't think all those games are great. You know, and I don't know. It's just, it doesn't do much for me. Well, we're older than that that crowd. We didn't grow up with that being our I primary guess. console. Like when the Atari one came yeah. But see, for me, that would be the Atari. And when the Atari one came out, I was like, oh, oh, that's kind of neat. But I still had my 2600 and I have all my games. So why would I bother with yeah. it, you know? I thought it was kind of yeah. neat and a neat idea. But at the same time, I was like, meh. And I just skipped it. But... See, I don't. I don't need the NES Classic. I can just rebuy all that stuff in the Virtual Console when the Switch comes out. It'll be like the fifth time I buy any yeah. of those games. Yeah, makes oh. total sense. 
because I'm only 27, I'll just look forward to mini Nintendo 64. <laughs> you will see a uh, a Retron come out that does N64 games before you see Nintendo ever do that. Because they'd have to do a mini SNES next. and Oh, you uh, know that's happening. Well, but look how, how long it took them to put SNES on the uh, 3DS. I mean, it's going to take forever. <laughs> we need a new 3DS so we can play games from 1990. Yeah. Fucking Nintendo sometimes. Ugh. Anyway. Hey, uh, did I even do no. anything yet? I didn't even do the housekeeping yet. All right. No. Housekeeping. Housekeeping. Go away. I come in anyway? No, go away. I come in anyway. So the old housekeeping, let's get this out of the way. Um... If you want to reach us, a lot of different ways you can do that, but obviously go to the hub of all things PlayStation Nation over at psnation.com where you can find that contact us section. You can find our PSN names. You can find our Twitter accounts. You can find info on all of our authors on the site, including motherfucking MJZ. Uh, You can also find our Twitter handles, which if you want to follow Josh, it's at PJFJosh. Mine is at TorgoPSN. Mike, what's yours? At the first MJC. I think you should actually claim the first motherfucking MJC as well. You uh, should. Or the main account. Yeah, but that's all like 256 characters, isn't it? That's all right. <laughs> no, they're making it so that the names don't count against the 140 characters. Now. Oh, geez. Yeah, and pictures don't count either. Yeah, pictures haven't counted for a while. Which then I am going to have a name that is a full 140 characters long. I think you should do that. Hmm. That would That would be perfect for you. The Josh Lamford of PS Nation fame. <laughs> Sometimes known as Philip J. Fry on PSN. And PJF <laughs> Josh on Xbox. And, and yeah, blah, blah, that, yeah. on Wii. And the, yeah, I'll just keep doing that until I fill up 140 <sighs> well, characters. Well, you can just put your one Nintendo ID in there. That'll take the whole 140 characters right there. Yeah. Uh, you can shoot us an email if you want. You can either hit that contact us button over at the website. Or you can shoot an email to podcast at psnation.com can uh, check us out over on the forums. Hit that forums button or go to psnation.com slash forums. Get into the discussions there. Uh, you can leave us a voicemail on Skype if you just call WDT-Torgo. Uh, don't forget to check out our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash psnation page. Uh, you can find us on the streaming services like Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play Music, and iTunes, etc., etc. Uh, don't forget our podcast network over at vgevo.com. And last but not least... If you want to help support us financially, we're not asking you to give us anything. All we ask is that if you go shopping, like at Best Buy, which I've heard a few people lately, oh, I'm in that Best Buy Gamers Club. Uh, if you order the stuff online, folks, use our Best Buy link. Or if you go to Walmart and buy buy those deals for Black Friday, use our Walmart link. Uh, Barnes & Noble, for that one last person that has a Barnes & Noble close to them, use our Barnes & Noble link. Uh, or, of course, our Amazon link if you go there for any of the Black Black Friday shopping. If you do it on the app, uh, all you have to do is just add all the stuff to your cart. And then you can go to the mobile web thing and, and use our link there. And you just have to check out after you hit our link. So if you have a, a full cart, hit our link to go to that and, and hit checkout. And, you're, and it's all good. We get, a little, we get a little cash on the side for that to help us pay for our expenses. Like all these extra life prizes i got to send out soon. Uh, yeah, so that's all we ask. Josh? Yeah. Want to do the new releases? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to actually come up with my 140 character name right now. Oh, Jesus Christ. Why don't you wait until after we're done? I, I'm, Maybe we'll take email submissions I'm for wondering, that. No, I, I've got like, I'm up to almost 100 characters here. 
I just want to know if it's possible that you could even do that. I'm sure they have a limit of like a like 15, 20 character limit. But I'm going to try it. Maybe. Because why not? I'm never going to try it. All right. So new releases. Uh, on the PS4, we have Stern Pinball for $39.99. Um, Twitter, Twitter handle limit is 15 characters. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. Yeah. If they're not counting it against anything, that's bullshit. Oh, wait. No, no, no. I'm sorry. 20 characters. That's still bullshit. Oh, wait. No, no. Your, your username can contain up to 15 characters. Your real name can be up to 20 that's, characters. That's still bullshit. That's directly from Twitter. Bullshit. It is. There go all of your dreams dashed in an instant. Well, so my my name of uh, that's right. I picked a name that's one hundred forty characters long. Want to fight about it? Of course you do because you're on the internet, and that's as far as I got. And that's like uh. just around a hundred. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> all right. Yes, you did, and you well, failed. Well, no, Twitter failed. I was doing it right. You wasted your time and Twitter ours. failed. All right. The Stern Pinball Arcade. We are arcade. all dumber for hearing it. The st- got, Don't worry, got Disney. Your soul. Don't worry, Disney will buy Twitter and then kill it. <laughs> no, they won't. Because there's too much negative uh, scumbaggery going on on Twitter. That's why they backed out. Well, but they they'll were, do like well, the... They were like one of the rumors. Yeah, but that's why they backed out. Because, because of all the harassment and everything else that goes on. They're like, we don't want our name anywhere near this thing. Because there appears to be no way to stop it and have all the neo-Nazis and everybody on there. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Alt-right. Because we're not calling them Nazis anymore. Yes. We're calling them They're alt-right because anymore. they've rebranded yeah. themselves. Oh, boy. Oh, let's <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> all right. Uh, what, are you afraid to piss off the Nazis? <laughs> no, it's just because I, I distinctly remember when the Boston Marathon thing <clears> happened. <throat> And I had just seen a news story that said that they thought, or that that someone thought that it was a tea party thing. And we got like three emails of people just going the fuck off on us, even though we never said that, oh my God, it's the tea party people doing it. All it was, all it was said was, oh, I just saw a news report that said it might be something like that. And they just went off. Like, I'll oh, dare you. I'm never going to listen again. Which, whatever. Well, all right. But, if somebody wants to go off because like, I'm calling the alt right Nazis because that's what they are, then please have at it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <sighs> fuck that. I, right. I, 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 Stern Arcade Pinball. Um, yeah. So this is, isn't this the same tables that are already on? Yeah. yeah. So this is <laughs> the Pinball Arcade. Uh, from Farside Studios. Yeah. This is the Pinball Arcade in a package uh, for all the Stern tables, but if you buy them on the on the digital store, they're done in seasons. And I think you have to rebuy them because I went and looked at them on the store and I see a price instead of just download. Mm-hmm. So the game itself is free. I, I haven't tried it yet. I haven't tried to like download the tables already. Well, this on. is different. Well, obviously, this is different because this is a disc and... So right, if you right. don't have any of that. I mean, if you have the the pinball arcade right now and you have all or most of the tables, don't buy this. It's forty bucks for tables you already have, essentially. Yeah, I think I think this is for people that don't have the internet. Yeah, pretty much. 
Um, yeah. Fuck those people. They're not listening right now. <laughs> well, maybe they just have the internet on their phone and they don't have their PlayStation up to the but internet. But it says there are exclusive... So, on, on the on the cover of the disc itself, the cover of the packaging, uh-huh. it says exclusive Star Trek and ACDC back in black and Let There Be Rock limited editions included. Yeah, the ACDC tables are new and I don't know if you can get those for Pinball Arcade, but... I have the Star Trek table, unless it's a different Star Trek table. Well, it looks like an original, the original series. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, because the Star Trek one I have is yeah, TNG. This is original series. So, you know. That's that's the next generation for those that don't know Star Trek very if well. If you want to pay 40 bucks, you can get both of these. Uh, um, so, you know. Well, or you can just download the, the core game for free in the store and then buy those tables well, for but it. But they're not going to be it's available. It's so stupid separately. because now. They're not going to huh? be available separately. It's exclusive to Bullshit, the disc. Oh, shit, they're up there now. No, I already saw them on the store unless you can't Limited buy them or editions they're on the included. store. i just mm-hmm. saying. I saw them on the store. Mm-hmm. I'd turn my PS4 on right now, but I'm using the Ethernet plug for the laptop. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it doesn't matter. It's yeah. 40 bucks. Okay. So then we have the Crew Ultimate Edition. Uh, Ooh. Yeah. And that is forty nine ninety nine. Uh, this includes the original game, the Wild Run expansion, the Calling All Units expansion, because they couldn't say Calling All Cars, fuckers, uh, yeah. and the Season Pass content. So it has everything, mm. basically. Which is why it is the, game never the Ultimate Edition. for me. Yeah. Uh, $49.99, as I said. Then we have Stein's, semicolon, Gate <laughs> Zero. <laughs> Uh-huh. Steins Gate Zero, it is $59.99, continues the tra- time-traveling theme, but adds artificial intelligence as its central hook. Ooh. Help a group of young students bend time to their will to prevent the onset of World War III. I just saw that on Arrow. Hmm. Um, okay. <laughs> I haven't watched any of this season. No, this is last season. Oh, I just yeah, got to yeah, the yeah. end of all of them. At the end of all of last season for everything. For Supergirl, uh, uh, Legends of Tomorrow, Flash, and Arrow. So I'm all yeah. caught up there. I've now, I've now decided that I'm not watching any of those seasons, and I'm just waiting until they all, all hit Netflix. I'm going to do a super duper binge, mm. where I actually have the episode guides up to make sure I'm going in the right there order. You go. And I'm going to watch That's them all. There you go. Yeah, I'm I'm too far behind, and the CW app is actually kind of screwed up. Uh, the audio gets out of sync, and it just it's a pain in the butt. It's great that they made it available for free. I'm not going to knock it, but I I miss Hulu. I, I miss it being on Hulu. It was it was great. I finally got re- used to how Hulu's interface is and everything, and then they they ripped it all away from me. Ha ha. Tore it yeah, out of my ads, hand. The ads are all over the place on the CW app. Yeah, I had a problem with because uh, I was watching one episode and even one of the ad servers like locked up on me one time, and yeah, I just said screw this, I'll wait until they're all, all on Netflix. So you know, gonna, Netflix is going to make that deal and, and spend all the money. I guess I'll make it worth their while, and I'm just going to wait. Mm-hmm. It sucks. I'm I'm really I, I want to watch that stuff, but yeah, I'm just not going to do it this way. I've only been keeping up with the Flash this season, and it's the same Sprint ad every commercial. Aren't those the best <laughs> and. Ever. At this point, I just want to actually subscribe to Sprint just so I can cancel. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't it going to help. Anytime I ever buy anything on Amazon, all of a sudden I get the ad for that item on Facebook. 
It never shows me anything different. It just shows me the thing I just bought. Targeted ads, they always work, except not. All right, next up, we have Final Fantasy XV for $59.99. Uh, this is actually so finally did coming anybody out. See, yeah, did anybody see the Conan O'Brien thing, the Clueless Gamer no. with this? No. So he played with, um, oh, who's the guy that played Bilbo in the Lord of the Rings? Um, oh, shit. I can't think of his name. Elijah Wood. And they actually played at an office at Square Enix. And they showed, like, the stupidest parts of the game. Like, there was this one point where your characters have to, have to like, push a car and all this stuff. And some people said that they don't know why Square let them do this game. Because, you know, it's it's one of those that it's kind of tough to understand and everything. And some people thought that it kind of put the game in a bad light. And now some PR people are talking, like, you know, was this a good choice? Is all all uh, PR good PR essentially? And there's there are the, all these debates going on now because of of how that game was handled on on Clueless Gamer. So I thought it was the hilarious. The fact that people are just talking about it nonstop now. <laughs> this nothing. I wouldn't say nonstop. No, I wouldn't say it's nonstop. But uh, I mean, I, I get where they're coming from. But at the same time, I don't think it, it puts the game in a bad light because number one. People know Final Fantasy. I mean, the people that care about this game already exactly. know about the it. The people that are going to buy uh, it are going to buy it. They don't give a shit what Conan O'Brien did. Right. And and people expect Conan O'Brien to not like any game he plays. That's the whole shtick. So, but it, it's been interesting because I've seen all these debates going on on Facebook and on Twitter with a lot of PR people like, you know, w- w- was this kind of that tipping point? And I'm like, no, it was hilarious. So, yeah, yeah. I didn't know. I, I saw the tweet someone did on the account of like, no, 10 years of waiting killed my hype. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't know who that was on our account that did that. Uh, I would Andy. say it's probably Andy. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So uh, oh. anyway, go ahead. Right, so sorry. the day one edition includes the Masamuni uh, DLC weapon. Uh, and there's Amazon exclusive pre-order DLC, uh, the gold Chocobo regalia. And that's what you get for basically the regular old fifty nine ninety nine edition. Yeah. If you want to be a piece of shit, then there is, that's the version. Then there get. is the deluxe edition for eighty nine ninety nine. That comes with the ever popular exclusive steel book. Uh, but it also comes with, I don't know that this is worth another 30 bucks. I mean, you can get it on its own for cheaper, but it's kind of cool that it comes with Kingsglaive Final Fantasy movie on Blu-ray. Okay. So you get the movie and the game, which is kind of cool, but <laughs> is that worth 30 bucks? I don't know. Um, well, I think it's the only way to get the movie right now, isn't it? No, the movie's been out. Oh, the movie's right. been out for yeah, a while. It's been out for like two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. The but it's been on like digital because I saw it a while ago when Chaz Chaz had been to a screening um, or he couldn't he wasn't able to get to the screening so they sent him right. uh, like a review copy like a screener copy um, sure sure but by the time he got that it was already out 
and this was like a month ago <laughs> or like two months ago, whenever it was. He's like, so I, I don't know. I, I just, and he did the review. <laughs> it was like, he's like, yeah, oh, yeah. um, but okay. So it comes with the game, comes with the, the movie, uh, comes with a Royal Raymond outfit, uh, that Masa, Masasumi weapon. And, um, the, you can, it says recolor platinum Leviathan. So yay. It's, I don't know that that's worth another 30 bucks. I personally, no, I don't think it is, but cause I'm not a big final fantasy I'll, nerd. I'll so bet the movie is cheaper right now. I bet you it is. Because actually, I don't think it did very well. Like, it, I think it looks really good and everything, but they, I think it was pretty average. Yeah, let me see. So you can get it. <laughs> you can get that in its own limited edition steelbook right now for twenty one dollars on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> or you can just get it without a steelbook for sixteen dollars on Amazon. So yep. I mean. I don't know that that's worth another thirty bucks, and you can rent it for six bucks. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, then we have uh, coming on December first. We have We Sing Soulless Edition, Soulless Edition. No, Soulless S O L U S. This is twenty nine ninety nine. Uh, this. You can apparently connect up to four USB microphones and then download the We Sing microphone app and use all that to sing with up to 10 players all at once. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, I saw listed, I mean, th- there were no prices or anything, so I didn't even put it here. Um, but this is from THQ Nordic, and they're putting out their own. Uh, we sing branded USB hub for yeah. port USB hub and their own We Sing branded microphones to go with it. Mm. Um, but I have no idea on the pricing or what's going on with those. So they're out there somewhere potentially, maybe if you're really interested. <laughs> uh, then we have the dwarves also coming on December first. Uh, this is thirty nine ninety nine. This is also THQ Nordic. Uh, the dwarves. It's like an RPG oh, yeah. brawler type thing. Um, it's based on a book, um, and it's got kind of realistic physics. You can pause in the middle of a battle and then move the camera around, and then and they call it pause and play. Uh, and there's 15 yeah. playable characters. It actually looks like it's kind of fun um, from the video and mm. everything I saw. Sure. Uh, and then the other one, which is also THQ Nordic, they have a whole, they're trying to corner the market on December Jeez. 1st here. Uh, <laughs> no kidding. They have uh, Deponia and this is 1999. And it's a hand-drawn uh, 2D graphics kind of thing. It looks like an adventure puzzle type game. It's supposed to be funny. Uh, they they list it as in the tradition of Douglas Adams, Terry Pratchett, and Matt Groening. Um, oh, yeah, I remember hearing about this. So, yeah, I mean, it looks like your standard adventure game, adventure puzzle game. 
Um, it's actually like an old school point and click. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that in that vein, cool. Sort of. And then on the Vita, we have Steins Gate Zero thirty nine ninety nine, and that All is right. it. <clears throat> so, our friends at Zen Studios have been kind of busy. Uh, not only did they recently announce that the three that the new pack of three tables coming to Zen Pinball are going to be all uh, from from Bethesda. So we're going to get a table for the Elder Scrolls, for Doom, and for Fallout, which they all look really good. Um, and then today, they announced a new game, basically. Well, a new old game. Uh, Pinball FX2. So this is the this is the game that's that Zim Pinball on every other platform. So they've only they only call it Zim Pinball on PlayStation. Uh, so Pinball FX2 is coming to VR. So this is what they've had on Oculus for quite a while. They're bringing it to to Vive and to uh, PSVR very soon. I think it's actually next week already. Uh. This I'm really excited for. Uh, I, I've, I was emailing them for a while, like, "Hey, is this VR thing coming to PSVR? Is it coming? Is it coming?" They wouldn't tell me anything. Uh, so the first table is going to be The Walking Dead, and then if you get the the, there's another pack for uh, like season one, and this is going to include the Mars table, Secrets of the Deep, Epic Quest, uh, or no, I'm sorry. Uh, when you get the when you buy the game. It's going to come with those three tables, and then the season one expansion is going to add the Castle Storm table, Wild West Rampage, Paranormal Biolab, and Earth Defense to the base game. So one thing that is a little weird about this one, though, and I, I, I understand it now that they've explained it, this is a separate game. So if you already own these tables, they will not work in the VR one. So you have to rebuy the tables. So finally, cross-buy doesn't work. You don't get that fourth cross-buy. Yeah, a little odd. Uh, so let's see here. Uh, everything's going to hit PSVR on November 29th for fourteen ninety nine and twenty four ninety nine respectively. The Walking Dead pinball table will be available for Pinball FX Two VR on at, at six ninety nine on the same day. So when you buy the actual Pinball FX Two, you get the three tables: Mars, Secrets of the Deep, and Epic Quest, and that's fourteen ninety nine. And then the Season One expansion for twenty four ninety nine includes. Uh, those other tables I mentioned, which I just lost. Oh, here we go. Um, Castle Storm, Wild West Rampage, Paranormal, Biolab, and Earth Defense. Uh, and then Walking Dead, seven bucks on its own. It's it's pretty cool, though. I've seen the Oculus demo. Um, it's literally, like, completely rendered. The entire table is completely rendered. You you look like you're actually looking down on the table. You can move your head all around. Um, the Walking Dead one, they even show a screenshot where... Uh, there's like a zombie standing next to it and all that stuff. And you can see the other tables kind of off in the distance. Um, it's cool because on the Oculus, one of the reasons I knew about the VR one is somebody actually made up a custom controller so that when you're standing uh, in front of it with the Oculus on, they had the buttons at the right distance so it's like you're standing at the table. So it's actually like a, a controller with the buttons on the side of it. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm excited for this. Um, I actually have it. But I left my VR at home. <laughs> I didn't bring it to my parents' house for Thanksgiving. So I may have to make a run and go get my VR stuff and bring it back here so I can, so I can check this out. Um, 
but I, I, I'm, I'm excited because I, I, like I said, I got to play one of the tables in, in Oculus. I thought it was really neat. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, it, it's, it's not really pricey for what you're getting. If you look at the prices of the other tables, it's just a lot of people are, I think, are so used to getting all your tables for free all the time. You know, when you buy it once, you get it on all the platforms. I don't know how the, how the response is going to be with this one. Mm. You know. Well, and Cause bef- I was going to say, just to clarify, uh, it's only called Pinball FX2 on the Xbox. Everywhere else, it's Zen Pinball. Is that? I thought it was Pinball nope. FX on PC. And- uh, I don't know about PC, but on Nintendo on uh, and was- iOS, it's Zen Pinball. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm screwed up then. Yeah. I thought it was FX on Android as well. Okay, yep. I'm wrong. Yep. All right. I just remember FX being on Xbox because obviously I had it before yeah. PlayStation because it came out on, on Xbox way before PlayStation. Yep. So, yeah. All right. The Uncharted 4 Survival has been revealed. Uh, this is uh, new co op and solo mode. Uh, it's going to have a public hands on. Uh, at the PlayStation Experience, and it's supposed to launch in mid-December. Um, I don't know about this. <laughs> a wave-based... It's, it's horde it's mode. It's a popular mode. Yeah, it, but it's but that I mode know. is popular. It's horde mode. Yeah. I. Um, it's not my type of thing at all, but it's very popular. So, it was great in Uncharted 2 and 3. Well, and that's the thing. They say that they built upon that... Um, with a new level of depth, challenge, and variety. So, Ooh. yeah. So if you're into that, that's what's coming. Yeah, I mean, I, personally, I probably won't check it out at PSX, but uh, I know it's popular, and I know people like you're, it. It's just something that I normally You're not going to be able to check it out at PSX, because the Naughty Dog booth always has a thousand people in line around it. Every single year. <laughs> well, I can just walk up and say I'm Adam Sessler yeah. or something and they'll let me in, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool though. It, it, they they they're also they've been they kind of threw at the uh, the playlist the other day their classic mode, which is a lot more like Uncharted Two uh, multiplayer, which is pretty exciting stuff. Um, they just put it in the playlist all of a sudden, and and uh, it's kind of in a beta right now, but. People are kind of hoping that that gets announced to PSX as well. Like, hey, we're bringing Classic Mode in at some point. That one I'm excited for. Yep. So, yeah, it's cool what they're doing with this. It's it's nice that they keep expanding it. Michael, are you doing the next one? Uh, Sure. Uh, this one is uh, NBA 2K is adding a VR experience. Indeed. Uh, on November 22nd. Uh, it doesn't sound like you're going to be able to play like a full game or anything. No. Uh you're basically being thrown into an arena uh the uh where the Indiana Pacers Pacers play and Paul George will provide commentary and guide you and give you basketball tips. Yeah, it's a bunch of mini games so it's kind of like yeah. uh the the All-Star weekend where you have uh you know the 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 three-point shots from five different spots. You've got the skills challenge where it's kind of like that Michael Jordan commercial way back you know nothing but net where you throw it at this target bounce it off over to this target over to this one um it's got a buzzer beater game it's 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 a bunch of mini games it's funny i it looked i was gonna say i literally walked through that practice arena in indianapolis years ago yeah 
uh, when when George Mason was in the Final Four and we went out there. For whatever reason, I don't know how we ended up going through there, but we parked near there, and for some reason, we were shuffled like directly through, and we're like, wait, where are we now? Oh, this is where they... Oh, wow. And we walked like right through the court and everything. And was it, was it an Activision event? It was still called at the time. <laughs> where the Colts play, which, man, that's a terrible place. <laughs> <laughs> oh my wow. gosh. Oh my gosh. The we were up in the upper level and it's it's metal like like the when you're outside at like a yeah. baseball game and it's those metal benches. The metal bleachers. They, it was those metal benches were your seats up in the upper level. That's it's it's horrible. <laughs> it's yeah. freaking horrible. So it's like Lambeau Field. Ugh. <laughs> Yeah. That's pretty much every seat at Lambeau Field except for the uh, the private boxes. Yep. Yeah, seriously. That's what I sit on when I go to the games. Yep. You're too numb from the cold to notice. Uh, well, actually, the worst times ever are when it snows that morning and they don't have time to clean out the snow because all that snow packs into your feet and it turns into ice. And no matter how many layers of socks and how good it boots you have on your feet are going to get cold and it gets I, there, i'll never forget there was one game it was a christmas eve game years ago and that happened we had a really big snowstorm overnight uh all the snow turned to ice under your feet i got food poisoning that morning i didn't know about it until the fourth quarter uh, all of a sudden i just started feeling terrible goes to overtime we finally rush home all the way back to fond du Lac. it's about an hour uh, I just start puking my guts out right when, right when I get to my parents' house. Puking all night. All that's on TV is uh, a Christmas story, obviously. It's that and church stuff. So I've got a Christmas story on on loop. Uh, my All of a sudden, I, I break into this cold sweat about 7.30 in the morning, and finally, like, everything's fine. But, oh, uh, that was just <laughs> the most miserable football game. I think they <laughs> lost in overtime, too. Okay. Yeah. So it's not turned into a horrible superstition oh, where you have to no, get food poisoning it, every game? No, we went to a we went to a, a buffet of all things in, in the morning for breakfast for some stupid effing reason, and uh, I don't know why nobody else got sick. One of the other guys kind of didn't feel good, but man, I it hit me full on, and I've got an iron stomach, so for me to get that sick off something was really weird. But yeah, it's uh, I mean, the only game I have left for the Packers this year is Christmas Eve again this year because I've got tickets for the Texans game, but that's the same weekend as uh, PSX, so I have to. I had to give up my tickets for that game so I could go to PSX. So, yeah. But I love it. I love going to games at Lambeau. I don't care. I'll, I'll put up with the cold. I've been in games that have been so cold that you pretty much have stuff everywhere and all you have... The only thing that exposes is your eyes. And you're wearing sunglasses just so that the wind doesn't hit your eyes directly, too. But we haven't even... We've only had snow once this year and it's been just a dusting. Which means it's going to be a terrible winter in January. We're going to get our asses kicked, MJC. Yeah. Well, winter now, this seems like it's moved a month or two. Well, it goes in cycles. It snowing in March and April. Eh, it goes in cycles. Then, you know, in a couple of years, we'll get it really early again, and it'll end early. And it goes in about a 10-year cycle around here. It's going to be bad this year, though. I, I already see it coming. Ugh. 
Yeah, we went from like 65, 70 degrees, and yeah. then it dropped to 30 <laughs> the next day. Yeah. I woke up and I saw my breath, and I was like so panicked. Like oh, I woke no. up, looked outside, there was snow on the ground, I'm like, what? And then I walked outside, I'm like, holy crap, I have to put a jacket on. Yeah, yeah I had to that turn on insane. my old furnace that's from like the 1950s. <laughs> it's like that one from uh, Married with Children that's made by the Germans. <laughs> the Kaiser. Oh, that was an air conditioner. That wasn't a furnace. That's right. The Kaiser. All right. Uh, last but not least, this uh, just dropped today. Uh, our friends at Just Add Water announced that for the seventh anniversary of the release of Gravity Crash on the PlayStation 3, uh, they're going to permanently drop the price of Gravity Crash Ultra on the Vita. Uh, so they're going to. Normal price right now is. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, for pounds, it's $5.79. For euros, it's $6.99. U.S. dollars eight ninety nine. They're going to be dropping it uh, starting this Wednesday, so uh, a day from the time you hear this podcast. Down to uh, for pounds two forty nine, euros two ninety nine, and U.S. three forty nine respectively. So pretty big price drop, and it's going to be permanent. Uh, pretty awesome. Uh, I put a trail. I put the trailer and uh, the link to the soundtrack up in the story as well, if you want to check that out. But still, one of my favorite games. Uh, retro awesomeness. I, I legit thought the website broke when I saw that in the feed. Like, oh no, it's posting old stuff for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I keep bugging them to do another one. I said, oh, you got to do it for the PlayStation 4 Pro and do HDR lighting for all the all the lines and everything. That'd be cool. So, yeah, but check it out, folks. It's a, it's a fun game. It's great on the Vita. Man, it's awesome on the Vita. On that screen, oh. So cool. All right, playing and watching. I guess we'll let uh, MJC start since he's the guest. Okay, uh, sorry about this, Josh, but it was Survivor Series weekend. Oh God! Yeah, so <laughs> that meant uh, I watched NXT on Saturday, which is like their de- <laughs> developmental. Uh, that was like three hours, and I worked, so I didn't watch it till like one, two in the morning. So I was oh up until five watching it. <laughs> NXT is like the best thing the WWE is doing right now. I'm hearing that. Uh, yeah. A lot of people are freaking out when they do an NXT takeover. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, and they did their first one in Toronto on Saturday, which is nice. like a big wrestling city. It's uh, The thing with NXT, it kind of brings it back to like when it was uh, the 1980s territory days. Yeah. Where you just have a small venue, usually, and they record a bunch of shows in like one night. So the crowd's usually... Oh, there the okay. entire night, and you'll see the same crowd for weeks as they air the episodes. I miss the old territory thing. I used to, I mean, we used to go to NWA a lot on Wednesday nights in Kansas City, you know, and uh, the old territory thing was a lot of fun when I was growing up. Yeah, I, I love watching. I have the network, so I watch, like, some of the, like, WCCW and NWA stuff. And that stuff's always <sighs> great to look back to. That was one thing about growing up here in Wisconsin is, is wrestling was really big up here. So, and, and Mad Dog Vashon, man, he was on the radio all the time until he died down in Milwaukee. That guy was crazy. <laughs> yeah, so um, NXT TakeOver on Saturday. Really good tag match between the Revival and uh, DIY. And then yesterday, yeah, the wrestling names are stupid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they always are. <laughs> yeah. It's a tag team, and their name is Do It Yourself. What? <laughs> it's like... <laughs> No one ever points that out. All right. Uh, And then yesterday was Survivor Series, and that is like four hours. And again, I got home at like 1 a.m. 
oh my god man and then sat through it and it was actually surprisingly decent except for the ending because they put Brock Lesnar and Goldberg in a match together again yeah I've been seeing a lot of posts about that they put together a two minute match are you serious and they fed Brock Lesnar to Goldberg so Goldberg won in two minutes that's what I heard yeah that they they put over uh, or, uh Goldberg big time yeah, and he hasn't wrestled in like twelve years. Twelve years, he's fifty years old, and they made Brock Lesnar like a god character the last yeah. two, three years. So they built all that up for some fifty-year-old man. To... Yeah, Goldberg still looks good though. Yeah. <laughs> he still looks like a beast. Yeah, it's just one of those things where you watch it and you're just like, they're clearly just doing stuff to get on social media. <laughs> oh sure, there's and, stories there, and they, did. they don't care about their 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 storytelling. I know Josh right. has problems with their storytelling. Yes. Oh God. Yeah, but wrestling yeah. is soap operas for guys. That's all it is. It's soap oh, yeah, operas no, it, with a lot more it, violence and it totally and is over the top stories. Everybody knows that. Yeah, it's just mindless entertainment. It is. Uh, I just grew out of it. That's yeah, it. and so I was pretty sick last week, like before my trip. Uh, so yeah. uh, I I couldn't really pay attention to anything, so I fell behind on the Flash. Mm. Uh, so I just started to rewatch Scrubs. Yeah, <laughs> I saw your tweet about that. <laughs> yeah, I, right now I'm just trying to get through it. Like I already, I, I watched like three seasons when I was sick. So now I'm like, well, I have to finish it again. I love that show until the main characters all pretty much left, and they oh, tried to continue the show on. Ugh, with uh, James Franco's damn. brother as yep one of the main characters. Yeah, that was pretty yeah. bad. Yeah. I love that yeah. show, though. I'm not looking forward to to that. I um, if it was me, I'd probably stop at that point. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll just probably keep putting it on in the background when I'm writing reviews or something. <laughs> uh, but as for uh, gaming, tons of Skyrim. Nice. Uh, so much Skyrim. I keep messing with the mods because the mod list keeps growing. Well, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. They're they're over a thousand now. Because you know. Sony hates gamers. Yeah. And uh, so far, I haven't had any crashes. So, Oh, nice. Uh, I think that has a lot to do with the fact that uh, the mods cannot have like third-party assets. Right. So you're just rearranging. Like Most of the mods I'm downloading are just like under like a megabyte. Hmm. Because they're just rearranging assets. So Did- nothing's broke for me. Have they have have they and have any of those gone as far as having like you know the high res textures or anything like that? Or are they not allowed to do that? Um, there's been a lot of stuff where they uh, manipulate the lighting sources and everything. Okay. And like put filters on, but nothing nothing too crazy. Okay, because that was the one thing on PC that that people always attracted to was somebody would do like these ultra high res textures, but you'd have to have a beast of a PC to run it. Yeah, I, I haven't seen anything on the PS4 section of the mods yet. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, and then I was playing Wipeout HD recently. Wow. Well, it's because um, I, I recently like changed my hard drives for my PS3, so I redownloaded all my games. <laughs> That's right. So I've just been going back and playing <sighs> stuff. And Wipeout that- HD, I want that so bad on a PS4. Yeah, too bad that team is disbanded <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, yeah, but that game's so good. But I was, like, playing weird stuff, like Detuned and Linger in Shadows. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. That store is so bad on the PS3 now. 
I, I spent so much money though. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. My uh, my 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 nephew has his two kids in town, and they're going to be over here on Thanksgiving. So I, my parents have a PS3 that they use as a Blu-ray player. <clears throat> I said, well, why don't we just load some games up on there? And you know, I've got I know I've got like some little big planet stuff on there and everything. I, let's load some kids games up on there. We'll put it in the uh, in your bedroom. And I said, we'll hook it up in there, and the kids can have something to do while the adults talk. So I got on there today just to just like try to download some stuff. I'm like going through my download list i said oh god this is just atrocious it takes forever to load and then you're oh man we are so spoiled on the ps4 yeah so, i had to use a, so spoiled i had to use a chrome plugin that ben palmer recommended yeah was it just lpm or something like that something like that and it made it a lot easier but even then it was still or a pain psdle that's right yeah yeah uh, but like i i've played like the single player stuff of crash commando and Nice. Still trying to like just every time I load it up, I just hit the the multiplayer and have it search for a game, just hoping. <laughs> but unfortunately, it was like that when the game first came out too. It wasn't so tough yeah. to find a game after a couple of weeks. Yeah, I might. It made uh, no sense. It was a great game. Yeah, I might do a forum post to see if I get people to return to it for at least one night. Nice. That's on. Uh, that's on PlayStation now. Yeah, uh, I, I was almost tempted to try and get you to play it during Extra Life, but it was at uh, like 4 or 5 in the morning. Ugh, yeah, by that time I was playing Uno. Yeah, and then uh, the only other thing I've been playing is Overwatch, since they added a new character and a couple new game modes. Sure, and it's free. it was free this last weekend. Yeah, it was a, a free weekend. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they added like a 1v1 mode, which uh, each time you die, they just give you a new uh, random character. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, which is a good way to learn some of the characters. And then they sure. added a 3v3 mode, which is the same thing, where random character each time you die. Uh, Yeah, so that's that's pretty much mm. it. Just casually playing Overwatch in Skyrim. Cool, cool. Josh? <laughs> uh, Well, we've been playing The Witness. Um, did I talk about that last week or the week no, before? No, because actually... It, they just patched it for the pro, and okay. I downloaded it because I didn't have it on the on the pro yet, and I downloaded it, but I haven't had a chance to launch it yet. Yeah, I hadn't played it yet, so Mason saw it. He's like, "What's that?" And I said, "Well, that's called the Wits." I said, "You know what? That's a puzzle game. You might like that." And we got into it, and we really got into it. Like he didn't want to go to bed. Uh, he, no, he really, Mason didn't want to go to bed. Really no way. Happy. He was so wrapped up in this, it was ridiculous. Oh, wow. So, and he's, you know, he's helping me out. I'm like, well, I don't see where I'm going with this. He's like, well, what if you move here and do that? And I was like, well, all right, let me try it. Hey, you know what? That might be the way to go. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there were, there were puzzles early on in there where the moment I figured them out, I was like, oh, you glorious bastards. That is brilliant (laughs) it's just deviously brilliant in some of the things but then there's other ones where i get there and i'm like i have no fucking idea what to do i'm completely stuck i'm lost i i i've had nothing to build me to this point i have no idea what they're even getting at with this i and i'm like let's just walk somewhere else and try to figure it out um it's it's pretty brilliant though Hmm. uh so far from what we played cool um we've also been playing some more lego dimensions again um getting back into some of that stuff 
Uh, and it's good that I started playing Dishonored. Oh, the first because, one? Yeah, because Bethesda sent me Dishonored 2. Really? Randomly, out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow, okay, well, let me. I should try to bust through Dishonored now. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, but there's no way I'm going to get through it. I'm, I'm just going to start playing Dishonored 2. Nice. Um, so I'll, if I can get through at least some or most of that, I'll review it on the, on the podcast. Cause Ray or Chaz, somebody's doing the written review. I forget who I think Ray is. Um, and then we did some more Fez cause we were in that puzzle mood. Sure. Uh, and we actually got, we, we started busting through a lot of stuff in that, which was kind of cool. Nice. Uh, and then randomly I started playing Moon Cresta, which is one of the arcade archives, yeah. uh, games, which, man, it feels like it's running at 15 frames per second. I wouldn't doubt like it. Like on, on purpose, <laughs> yeah. which makes it ridiculously hard. <laughs> so, um, but Mason was kind of enjoying that because the, you know, you have this ship and it's this big looking ship and when you get hit like the top part blows off and then you're two segments and then the other part blows off and then you're just the bottom segment right so instead of like lives like a new ship every time your ship is breaking smaller and smaller and smaller basically right and and if you get enough points and get through a wave and everything you can dock a new segment onto the ship and and all that when you lose one so just like porn music play when when that happens i wish yeah um that's kind of cool, though. Um, you know, we're having some fun with it. And so now here's the other thing. I, I tweeted about this. I, I put out a cryptic tweet that I was going to talk about this on the podcast. Okay. That I played. I finally played Robinson the Journey. Yeah, so did game. I. Okay. So this was the one I had played it at E3, and I loved it. The section I had played of it, thought it was awesome. Mm. Um. So I sit down to play it, and right off the bat, I'm like, oh, this is where we're going with it? Oh, well, okay. All right, fine. I mean, it, it, it wasn't, like, the section I played, it made it out to be you've, you've just crashed, and you're stepping out, and now you have to find your way to this thing and do something because you just got here. Right. When the actual game starts up, yeah, it's like, okay. Different. Like six months later, yeah. and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> what, the, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, and I'm like, well, so I was confused right off the bat. Like, if I didn't know anything going into it, I would have been better off. But okay, so six months later, and then you've got this pet dinosaur, and I'm like, all right, that's weird. I named that him Yoshi. Not part of this. So I'm playing, and five, ten minutes in. I start to break out into a cold sweat. Really? Yeah. And I was like, well, that's weird. I, but this shouldn't be a problem. I played this. Yeah, you know? yeah. This is no big deal. And I started to really not feel good. Yeah. And I, I played it for about a half hour, 45 minutes. And I was like, I can't keep doing this. And, and I took everything off. I, I, I switched the movement to, like when I first got in there and I saw it's like 
pie segments, uh, continuous pie segments right. or smooth, you know, just scrolling. And I was like, Oh, let's do smooth. Cause I can, I can do that. And when I went in there and I moved around the first time, I was like, Whoa, that's too fast. That's not good. Yeah. Okay. So I switched right to the, one of the pie things. And I was like, I don't like the way that's working. I switched to the other pie thing. I, as I started to get sick, I'm like, all right, let me try standing up because I had a, I was originally playing it sitting down yeah. and I'm like, so let me try standing up and let me try all the different, you know, movement schemes and let me try this and let me try. I tried everything I could. I went, I put it away. I was like, well, I haven't eaten. So maybe I'm just hungry and just off and just feeling weird. So I went and I had lunch and everything did some other stuff, came back like two, three hours later, sat down, started to play it again, 10 minutes in, started to feel sick again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I can't play this fucking game. <laughs> so, so I played it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The exact same thing happened to me. Wow. At about, at about 45 minutes in. And this was on the pro. Yeah. On my, this is, this is one thing. of like three games I've downloaded to the pro. Yeah. Um, and, this alone actually made me realize, remember like a couple of weeks ago, I said I had a revelation that I'm not happy with that for VR downloads are better. Um, I'm glad I didn't buy this. Yeah. Like that this was a review copy because if I had paid 60 bucks for this and it was a download and I'm getting sick yeah. and I can't play it, I'd be kind of pissed. Yeah. It's, it's and, odd. Cause I mean, I for a while it didn't bother me at all. And I started walking out into, you know, into the the open mm-hmm. areas. Yep. And I got out in that that area where I climbed up a couple walls and everything and all of a sudden I started feeling it too. I'm like, what the hell? Cuz there's only one other game that made me feel that way and that was Here They Lie, which mm-hmm. is way different in terms of visuals. And I mean, you can tell that game is is taking advantage of the pro. I mean, the, the stuff is really clean, and I thought the frame yeah. rate was really good and everything. And and it's weird because I play so many first person shooters, but something in that game, something with that movement, is obviously messing with you. Yeah, yeah. And I'm baffled by it because they obviously something has changed since E3 because I had zero problem with it at E3. Yeah. And I played it for a good long while there, and I, I had a lot of fun with it. And I was like, "This is awesome! I get it." And I was, I was climbing, I was up in the trees, I was looking down, I was, you know, doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Had no problem with it. Yeah. And this, almost immediately, five minutes in, I was like, "Oh, I don't feel too good." <laughs> That's weird. So, yeah, yeah, it's got to be something with, with how they're handling mo- uh, movement, like the refresh rate or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, kind of bummed out about that. So for the rest of the day, I was like, I don't want to do anything. <laughs> I just feel like that's gross. how I felt after I played here. They lie. <laughs> so I, st- I that's when I caught up on all the the DC universe stuff, uh, the shows and everything. Sure. And then uh, later that night, I was like, I, I want to play something. I need to. I want to just get something done. So I've pulled up gone home. Cause I was like, all right, I've heard this is short, relatively short. Um, and I've heard that it's good. So let me finally check this thing out. And I enjoyed it. I actually played through the whole thing and, cool. um, 
then once I once I got to the end, I was like, oh, so you can just do this and oh you're done like you can finish the game and then i looked at the trophies and it said yeah you get a trophy if you finish the game in under a minute uh, what your timing it has is to be possible perfect, though. It, it does because i tried it and i couldn't fucking do it I, actually, <laughs> I got every i got every other trophy in the game but that one and i was like i can't fucking do that <laughs> I, I actually have a full pay, uh, playthrough on ps nation's youtube channel of that game Cause I, oh, nice. I, for one of my streams, I played it, and then I found out I could finish it in one sitting. So it took me like yeah. 90 minutes to beat. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I did. I sat down, you know, and I explored a little bit, and I just kind of wandered around, did my thing. But it, I liked the story. It was actually kind of neat. And it was it it went off in a direction I didn't expect it to go. And um, there's a lot of subtle stuff, like a side story that's going on there that you may not be aware of if you're not really exploring or reading all the stuff or looking around and finding all the other stuff uh, that's in the house. Um, but it's pretty cool. Uh, I was impressed. Huh. So, uh, and like I said, I got caught up on all the DC movies or DC shows. Um, I did. And I was doing this in the right order in which they aired and everything. I'm kind of bummed out <laughs> Aww. because all right, minor spoilers for people who are not caught up with last season of these shows. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm giving you a fair warning here. Mm-hmm. Um, when Barry is fighting zoom uh-huh. and he loses and he loses his powers. Uh-huh. He's got no powers for like, he he loses his powers. Then there's a whole show without his powers. And he's saying, we have to get my powers back. Uh, and then you go to the next arrow show and Oliver is at the gravesite again. Yeah. Like in real time now, not a flashback. Now it's really happening. He's at the gravesite. Barry walks up and I'm like, Oh, see, cause he walked up cause he's got no powers. And he's like, okay, do you need anything? No. And then he goes, and zooms off. Uh, like, what? Wait, what the fuck? Uh, hey. Uh, and then you start the next episode of the flash and he's got no powers. And I'm like, motherfucker. They somebody blew listed it wrong. They blew it. Yeah. Well, I don't think that happened when it showed on TV. I think somebody screwed up on the up guide thing that you're, you're using. This is upguides.com. I understand that, but I watched all those when they were happening last year and that didn't happen. All right. So I well, think I think your episode guy got screwed up. I don't know, but the other thing I was noticing on Arrow especially. And and I figured out cuz we were saying, you know, that that the Flash is far and away the better of all all four shows. Oh yeah. And and I figured out why just watching them all back to back to back. Um Arrow at least this past season was much more like the DC movies. Very dark very serious, very uh, somber, <laughs> very... Yeah. And The Flash is is like Marvel movies. It's It has its drama, it has its action, and it has a lot of humor in it. And well, it's but, good. Yeah. And, <laughs> I like but Arrow. that's the and, big and difference. I've no, never like been Arrow a big too. Green Arrow fan, but... I love all four of them. Yeah. I, I love all four of the shows, but at the same time, I mean, you could see the, this whole season of Arrow, and, and there were a lot of little issues in this, this season of Arrow... And even in uh, Legends of Tomorrow, like there's this big thing in Legends of Tomorrow where they're like, all right, this guy has a time ship and that's a problem and we have to go save these people. And they go save the people 
and they could blow up the time ship and get away, yeah. but they leave the time ship there. And then I'm like, motherfuckers, blow that thing up before what, you walk away. I've been saying that all along for, for, for the first <laughs> season, dude. It, it just it gets so formulaic for a while, and, and there, there's stupid things that happen. No, but then stuff like that was happening in Arrow, too, where yeah. there was like a major thing that happened, and I'm like, dude, all you have to do is blow this up and you're done it's it's and a means they to walked right away from it i'm like god damn it there, there were a lot of little things like that narrow where i was like oh they messed that up and oh they skipped oh why'd they do that and yeah it's but still you know it was i i like having gone through them all like that because there's even at the end of legends of tomorrow you know Sarah goes back and she sees her father and he's like, yeah, we got a situation with Damien dark here and everything. And it's right between the, the, uh, penultimate episode and the last episode basically. Right. Um, of the season. So it, it fits perfectly, you know, Oh yeah. there, there are times when they did it and it was perfect. And there were times, little times when things got a little messed up in, in the way things were handled. But, Oh, I'm excited to see, the next season of all of them. Like I, I wanted to jump right into the next season of all of them and, and go right in immediately. But I, I literally just finished, um, like today, like when um, I had lunch, I, I watched the end of the last one and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's the thing is that the stinger leading into season two of legends of tomorrow is really exciting. So, yeah. It is. yeah. So then I'm like, Oh shit. All right. I guess I'll have to watch it. Um, yeah, yeah. I, but like I said, I I know there's ways to download the episodes and everything. But I'm I'm just they're all going to hit Netflix the day after the season's end, and then the entire seasons are going to show up. So I'm just waiting until then, and I'm just gonna like mega binge. Yeah, I'm gonna start to dive in because the amount of time it takes me to watch all these. Yeah, and we're like at least eight or nine episodes into the season already right. so i won't catch up to the end i I'll, i'm not going to catch up basically yeah so i can just start watching them and and just continue and have new episodes as i go which is nice i got enough games so, i'm worried about right now so yeah i'm i'm trying to catch up on some recent games so i'm not going to worry about tv right now well, I'm not like sitting down at night and watching a, a TV show. Right. It's like right before I go to sleep. It's I, I was literally I was walking around the house the other day with my iPad in my hands, watching one of the episodes as I was moving around the house. Oh, like, if, if I do that, okay. I'll go flat on my okay. face. So. Okay, yeah. Well, th- this is how I get caught up on it because I don't have time to just sit down and watch a full episode at any point. Mm. So I watch it bits and pieces as I can and it i've got time to catch up on you know i won't catch up to the season essentially which is good it's funny on the uh, cw app i'm looking at it right now and they have episode one of flash and they don't have episode two it goes right to episode (laughs) three wow so i think they're only keeping the first episode (laughs) and then the five most recent recent five yep that's what they said they were gonna do yeah it's so stupid that they have episode one though like f you that's uh, yeah, because it's just terrible to take up all that space on your on your hard drive. I mean, it's well, no, they do that so that people will buy the seasons on like PSN or iTunes or whatever else. Yeah, because you no. can buy the full seasons right now. 
Or, you, you know, they still release them weekly, but you can just buy the full season and when it becomes available, boom, it, it shows up. It's bullshit. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I was fine waiting an extra it. day for Hulu. I didn't care. Because it was you great on Hulu because it would let you, it would alert you and, and you'd be, oh, here, my new episode of, of, of Arrow is available. Oh, my new episode of this is available. It was awesome. Yeah, but you, That's what you I buy that digitally, before. you buy that digitally and you don't own it. Exactly. I mean, you think you own it, but it could licensing agreements change, and boom, it gets yoinked right out of your account. Yeah. It there there is precedent that has been set. This has happened. Oh, the, yeah. the funniest place this happened. The first time this happened on Kindle, when Kindle was relatively new, it had been around for like a year or two, and everybody was getting comfortable with it, and they were all starting to use it. Um, Amazon came in in the middle of the night. And took 1984, the book 1984, off of everybody's Kindle, of all things. Oh, yeah, yeah, I love that. Which was, which is even funnier that it was that. So, <laughs> and that had everybody up in arms, and they're like, well, read your licensing agreement. You don't actually own it. And yep. We lost our license to it, so sorry. And that's fucked up. That I've had that up. happen with uh, my Voodoo account. Like, some of my ultraviolet copies disappeared from my account. It happens. Well, my account yeah. just got fucked up, so I lost a bunch of my stuff, so I had to rebuild my, my library now. And that's why I would rather have the physical Blu-rays than yeah, I rely mean, on... I like when my Blu-ray like comes PSN with a code, or though. or anything. Because, yeah, are, yeah. you know, it's that's nice cool. being able to pull those movies up every now and then and just watch them. Um, yeah. But, which yeah. Is, which is great. But at the same time, the moment it disappears, I've got the physical Blu-ray there, and I can watch it. Hell, I'm still if buying 3D Blu-rays in, in my 3D TVs in storage. <laughs> yeah, but if you just go in and you're like, oh, I'll just buy it on PSN. Well, nah. eh, you're not going to have that nah. forever. I mean, I'm going to have my Blu-rays forever. So. Yep. I still can't get Afro Samurai Season 1 off my PS3. <laughs> what? <laughs> there you go. The the P- <laughs> Yeah, the PSN movies that I bought on the PS3 are only on the PS3 version. What? Or, um, yeah, that's weird. Like that's not even your Vita. I'm talking about. No, it's only. Uh, I can only access it through the PS3. Wow. I mean, there, I, I've I've got a couple well, movies that were like PSP. free on PSN, and I can bring them up in PS4. You go get to your PlayStation PSP Video. and Remote Play. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> PS3, Jeez. and then watch it that way. <laughs> no, the the ones that are in my library, I can pull up on PS4 in that PlayStation Video app. They come uh, right up. Yeah, yeah, mine don't. Mine don't. There's one or two. Yeah, one or two of mine do. Like I, I bought. Uh, what was it? Uh, fuck, Kaiser Soze. The, usual suspects. Usual suspects. Yeah, I bought that like just to see how the whole thing worked, and I was like, "It's ten bucks, and I don't have it like on DVD yet at the time." And I was like, "All right, I'll just try it out." Um, and then there were a couple of free things that I downloaded. Yeah, and I that's think I all got, like, I ever did on there. Bachelor Party Two or something was free, and oh no, I didn't get that. Uh, <laughs> Club Dread, Club Dread from Broken Lizard was free one time. So I had those in my library. But the the couple of things I got there, at first, they they were not showing up on the PS4 at all. And then, like, one or two of them showed up on the PS4, but the rest of them are just not there. They don't exist, essentially. Anything I have in my video library on PS3, I can pull up PS4. 
then it's the stuff you have versus the stuff we have sure. because the stuff we have is not available. So, yeah, yeah, it's mm. fucked up. It is fucked up. It's quite fucked up. Yep, physical for the win. <clears throat> yeah, physical forever. I just got my uh, my Vita copy of Shovel Knight. My physical mm. copy. It just showed up. Plus, if I had. Plus, if I had purchased Robinson and purchased a physical copy, I could then at least turn around and sell it on eBay or something. Yeah. Because I can't, because it just makes me sick. Yeah. So. They get a little suspicious the when they get the disc there. and it smells like puke, though. Yeah. It's all right. <laughs> it's all right. It's out of my hands. Yeah. Uh, you done, Josh? That your list? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Or, yep. did, or did you have anything else? Nope. All right. Uh, so I'm at the last boss on Ratchet and Clank, and no. he's kind of bullshit. So I, I stopped playing. <laughs> I think I was just too tired. Man, he's tough. Like you got to do all this hover stuff and everything else. But I, I'll tell you what, I still to I, I I still contend that is the best game to show off the PlayStation 4 Pro right now. Um, if you if you have a, a display that does HDR, so obviously a 4K display. Um, the HDR visuals in that game, holy crap, like that expanded color scheme just makes everything just pop. It's insane. Uh, so good. So freaking good. And I, I, it's, it's funny. I've just, I've been so hooked on that game now again that I, all my free time, I'm like, ah, maybe I'll go play some Ratchet and Clank. Ah, maybe I'll go play some Ratchet and Clank. And then I get to the final boss and I was really tired when I was playing. I'm like, all right, fuck this. And I turn off the game. So, but it is, it's fantastic. And then I know I, I mentioned once about playing Knack and the Pro. And I'm like, eh, it looks all right, I guess. Yeah, it wasn't patched yet. I didn't realize that the patch hadn't come out yet. <laughs> so the patch hit, and I went back and played. There are two modes. There is a full 4K mode, which I believe it renders in full 4K, because uh, it's such an early game, I'm sure they can do it. Uh, or there's like a high-performance mode, where it's uh, a much higher frame rate at 1080p. So uh, played both. The graphics actually do look better no matter what. Uh, lighting looks better. It just looks cleaner. Uh, and it's it's funny because I was playing. I'm like, boy, I could really get back into playing this game again, which is it, it's interesting because I don't have any of the trophies for that game or anything. I don't have an old – the old save file I have is actually corrupt because I played that a week before the PS4 came out. And none of the online stuff worked yet. None of the – you know, you, you couldn't save things to the cloud, nothing. Uh, so I had to start that game over from scratch. Um, you know, the, the mobile app didn't work because there were things you could do with the mobile app to gain, uh, like in-game items and everything. Yeah. And I couldn't even do that when I was reviewing the game. So yeah, it's, it's interesting going back cause that's literally the first PlayStation four game I ever finished. Uh, and I finished it roughly a week before the PS4 was even out. So it's, it's been a long time. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. They patched it. I mean, I'm not surprised it's, you know, it's Mark, Mark Cerny's game and everything. Uh, it I mean, it doesn't make it better or whatnot. It's 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 still a. Pr- I I've always liked the game. It it gets way better as it goes along, especially. But um, yeah. <laughs> what I I well I talked about that when I tried to get through it farther with yeah. Mason that I was just I was not really thrilled with where it was going, and then the story took a very adult turn. For it does this very cartoony look to it, and I was just like, what the fuck? This just 
dude. Yeah. The uh yeah. the ending or the, the 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 stuff at the end gets really cinematic though and and it does though the story does kind of take a like you said an adult turn to a certain extent. Um for a very cartoony looking game and a very yeah. lighthearted knack. Yeah, yeah. It's and then fun. all of a sudden and, it just yeah. gets really deep. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. But I liked it. Uh, I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was a neat game. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't like this technical wunderkind or anything. But it, it was. Um, it was a solid game for me. I enjoyed it. So I'm, I'm having fun with it again. I don't know if I'm going to go back and play it much. But uh, and then uh, Walmart had Titanfall two and Battlefield one on sale for thirty five bucks each. So I went and picked those up and uh, played. Some of Titanfall 2, so played some of the campaign and uh, a little bit of the, the multiplayer so far. The campaign's weird. I mean, the first game didn't have a campaign at all. Uh, so far, it's pretty it's pretty standard fare. Uh, but the game looks like ten times better than the first game. Uh, the the engine they've definitely improved on the engine. It looks it looks really crisp, really clean, uh, awesome lighting. Uh, controls good. Uh, audio is definitely better than the first game. You know, it, it really expanded out. Um, but I'm, you know, I've been playing the multiplayer, and, and it's already starting to feel a little thin to me, just like the first game got after a while. I, I played the first one quite a bit on the Xbox One, and I'm still playing it, but it's I'm starting to lose interest. But the interesting thing about Titanfall 2 is that all the additional content is going to be free. There's no season pass. So that interests me and it keeps my interest a little bit. And I definitely want to keep playing because they have uh, more Titans this time around and they have a lot more options this time around. Maps are definitely better. Uh, Again, visuals are a lot better. I mean, it runs ultra smooth. Um, I don't know. I'm still kind of on the fence with this one, though. Uh, but I do want to continue with the uh, the story to see where it goes. Uh, and then Battlefield 1, I have not touched the story at all yet, just because I haven't had enough time to sit down and really play it. I've been playing a lot of the multiplayer the last few days. Uh, initially, I was not thrilled with it at all. Uh, a lot of my a lot of my concerns about it being in World War One, and which World War One, you know, very trench-oriented combat, a lot of chemical warfare when they got around Ypres and and uh, kind of in central France. I didn't know how it was going to be handled. And the more I play it, the more I, I'm getting accustomed to it. Uh, I'm still... I'm still hesitant with it, though. Because you're still dealing with weapons that are very inaccurate. You know, it's World War I. There, there wasn't really a good, solid... Uh, carryable weapon at the time that that was accurate. It was a lot of spray and pray and hope that you hit something. Uh, even the single shot weapons that you know you should be able to aim a lot lot easier. Um, it's a lot tougher to get a get a headshot. You know I'm hitting guys with like five six shots from a single shot rifle, um, and they're still not going down. I mean it's just it, it, it's it feels very bullet spongy to a certain extent. Uh, it relies heavily on you getting a headshot, and even then. You know, you'll hit a headshot and you don't get it exactly the way it's supposed to be and you don't take them out. Uh, but it's a lot of getting used to it. You know, I've, I've played so much Battlefield 4 and so much Battlefield 1942 and Battlefield 2, etc. This is a very big change mechanics-wise than the other games. Uh, I would say it's 
just about equally as different as 2142 was back in the day on the PC. Um, I'm just, I, I don't know if I like this as much yet. It's, it's, it's really tough to get used to it. Uh, the scope is awesome. The game there, I don't think there's a better looking game on any console right now. It is just gorgeous. Uh, sound wise too. Some of the best sound I've ever experienced in a video game. Uh, just epic. It really is. I mean, there's always something going on and it, it, it there's always a beefiness to it. Uh, the map layouts and everything. I, I think they're just excellent. The gameplay mechanics themselves though. I don't know if I buy it yet. You know, I, I'm just, but people are asking because it's so stupid. EA, who publishes both of these games, brings them out, I think, a week between each other. These are two big franchises, both first-person shooters at the core, and they bring them out a week apart. How stupid is that? And everybody's like, well, they're trying to beat Call of Duty. That's not how you beat Call of Duty. You don't split your your your, your customer base. Um, but people keep asking me, like, oh, if you had to choose one, I would probably go for Battlefield 1. Uh, like I said, Titanfall 2 right now, multiplayer, it's starting to feel a little thin to me already. And that that's worrisome. Uh, Battlefield 1, there's a lot there. There's a lot there. Uh, luckily, it looks like they've fixed the squad system, so it's a little bit easier to, to join in a squad now. Uh, you can actually join in your squad members again. You know, they, they've kind of fixed some of that stuff. Uh, I still think that armored vehicles are a little bit overpowered. Uh, because anti-armor weapons back then were were very, they were kind of taking a chance. They were a gamble at best. Uh, but they've got some interesting rock, paper, scissors going on. I just don't think it, the balance is there yet. Uh, luckily, I started playing after the first big patch got put out. So I didn't really, uh, well, I guess luckily and not luckily, uh, because I can't really do a comparison. But um, and I, I was playing it tonight before we recorded. Uh, still getting used to it. Obviously, the game is better when you're playing with friends. It is. You know, you can com- you can communicate. You can get a lot more done. Um, I just I don't know. I mean, I played a lot of BF4 on the PS4, <laughs> and I love BF4. So we'll see. Uh, and then I got my Daydream VR for my Pixel phone. Um, I got it for free with my phone. Finally showed up, so I messed around with that a little bit. Uh, the one thing I want to say is. Uh, the screen door effect on the Google Pixel phone is much less than I was getting on my Galaxy S6. So that was pretty surprising. But their little, the, uh, Google's little motion controller is surprisingly good. Uh, I can't believe how smooth that thing is. And it never has gotten out of whack on me yet. Uh, it's, it's always stayed in the right orientation. I'm, I'm very impressed by that little thing. So, but yeah, it's a fun little aside. Uh, then played some more Drive Club VR, just trying to get farther along in, in my career on there. Uh, I opened up the PS Nation clan, so if you want to join the, or the team or whatever it's called, I always call it a clan. Uh, if you want to join the team, it should be open. I believe there's slots open at the moment. Uh, again, remember, it, there's only like five slots in a, in a team, though, so if, if you know. Get in if you can, if you're playing it on, on uh, VR. Again, it, it's it's such a striking difference between how the game looks on a regular PS4 and on a Pro. Uh, it's one of the few games that, I mean, it's a huge visual difference when you when you look at the two. Um, you know, a lot of people are like, I don't really see the difference with the Pro. And in most cases, yeah, you're probably right, especially if it's just 4K. 
Uh, but VR, it's not a 4K thing. It's it's higher res textures. It's better frame rate. You know that sort of thing. And Drive Club really benefits. It, it, it big time benefits. Uh, and then I don't know if I mentioned last week. I finished the campaign in Infinite Warfare. I think I mentioned it, but just in case, I did finish it. It's really good. So for all of you Call of Duty players out there that say that you play it just for the campaign, uh, I would say this is the best campaign in a long time they've done on a, on a Call of Duty. Uh, man, the variety available to you is insane. Uh, the the flying missions and how you, you know you can there, there's times where you can go breach a capital ship and get in there and you have to do whatever you have to do and like one time was a sneaking mission another time was uh, you have to go find um, like a someone that has been captured and, and get him out uh, there's other flying missions where you don't breach anything at all you're just flying around and, and battling um, the variety is excellent and the story was good I, I really enjoyed the story so quite impressed with that it, it it met my expectations and which i mean josh when you and i saw it at e3 that first time yeah you know, i was like holy shit i can't believe i can do this and i can't believe you can do that and it it did it it, it lived up to what we saw at e3 so i'm i'm very happy with it multiplayer eh. <laughs> i think i'm getting tool for the call of duty multiplayer just saying i'm having way more fun with modern warfare remastered uh, and then watched uh, one thing really just dominated my life this week, and that is uh, the Grand Tours ba- or started. Uh, the boys from Top Gear are back on Amazon Prime. Episodes one out, or episode one is out. I loved it. I freaking loved it. And, and it was funny because people are like, well, they really didn't break from the formula too much. Yeah, I know. That's why I loved it. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so pissed that Amazon's making me wait every week for a new episode. <laughs> so spoiled by digital services now uh but it's great i uh, i loved it can't wait for the next one so all right break time yep sure all right let's uh let's take our break when we come back we'll give you guys uh an idea of what's going on around ps nation a quick update on the extra life raffle uh mjc's hands-on with let it die and we got a couple emails so we'll be right back Well, at least two of us are back. Uh, Josh actually had a work thing pop up, and he had to leave. So kind of odd that MJC is here to fill in for him when this happened. I, th- I think this is intentional. It's perfect. To- we can talk about Goldberg and the Royal Rumble now. Yeah, we can talk about wrestling all we want, even though I haven't watched it in years. But <laughs> we can talk about 
Mad Dog Vachon. Uh, yeah. So, so what you've missed is Hulk Hogan's racist. Uh, Goldberg we, is well, back. Well, we all know the Hulk Hogan's racist. I mean, just look at the guy. Um, just trying to catch you up. Scott Hall, I think, is clean again. Uh, is he clean again? Uh, he apparently disappeared for a weekend oh, and boy. came back, and he's like, "Don't worry, guys, I'm clean." Hey yo, uh, I've, I've actually have you seen that? Um, I think there's a documentary out there about DDP. Or no, not DDP. Uh, no, Jake, uh, the Jake the Snake. Yeah, where because he, he runs that house where he gets all the wrestlers that are that are having problems. I know Scott Hall was one of them. Uh, yeah, uh, DDP runs like his yoga house. That's right, and that's what everyone comes out of, and that's what like saves Scott Hall and yeah. Jake the Snake Roberts. Yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't seen that documentary though. I've seen some clips, but I haven't seen the whole thing. It's on Netflix. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. I still haven't watched the. Uh, they had that documentary about the Iron Sheik, and I still haven't watched that even. That's been yeah. The, the Iron Sheik's a is a weird. Oh, he's crazy. Now. Yeah, his Twitter is fantastic. Oh yeah, yeah, he's awesome. Um. All right. Well, before we get too far into fucking wrestling, uh, I guess I have to do this and and, and trip through this. Uh, what's going on around PS Nation? So first up, uh, let's see. We've got Ray's review of Eagle Flight for PlayStation VR. Uh, it sounds like it's a lot more than what people expected. I think people kind of expected kind of a thin experience, but looks like it's pretty full uh, full featured there. And then, uh, ooh, a review from Matt. Holy crap. I haven't seen much from Matt lately. Uh, for Wayward Sky on, on PlayStation VR, I, I'm hearing good things about this game. I've not played it, though. That's one that we all skipped when he came up for the weekend. Yeah, because that, that one's like a platformer. Kind of a platformer. Uh, I think you have to, yeah, you have to, like, uh, it's puzzles, and you, you set off certain things that set off other things. Um, but very puzzle-oriented, I believe. Um, but, yeah, looks like it's one that I want to try out still. I just haven't had time. Uh, and then Josh's review, I also have one of these, uh, Josh's review of the Power A charge and display station for PlayStation VR. Uh, this is the stand where it has a charge station for two move controllers and the uh, DualShock. Now, this is the same company that makes that dual charger for the DualShocks that Josh and I like so much. Uh, I really like this. It's funny, though, because I was reading some of his, and you've, you've seen the stand, Mike. This is the one that I had for the weekend. Yeah, that, that thing came in handy. Remember, though, that we were stretching the back of the headset outside of the stand? You know, yeah. we would... Ra- so, he seems to think that the design is that you put it inside, I think. And hmm. I've seen a picture with it like that. I'm like, what? That doesn't make any sense because it doesn't fit that way. Uh, but if you look at some of the pictures, and it's clear as day... They actually set the back of the PlayStation VR into the back piece. But that okay. I tried it after I saw the picture. I'm like, what? Am I doing this wrong? And I put it in there, and it kept slipping off the front. And then he mentions it slipping off the front. I'm like, well, yeah, stretch it around the back, and it's fine. So <laughs> kind of a weird one. <laughs> it seemed pretty sturdy uh, the way you were doing it. Yeah, it works great. I really like it. Uh, I'm very happy with that that uh, stand. So, 
Uh, and then uh, Andy's review of Blaze Blue Central Fiction for PS4 and PS3. He actually got both versions to uh, to check out for the review. Uh, I really like the series. I don't know if there's maybe too many Blaze Blue games coming out lately. It seems like there's one a year now. Um, yeah, yeah. But I I like the games. I mean, they're beautiful. Always a great, uh, always a great soundtrack. And it looks like Andy was pretty happy with it. So. Uh, Josh got his written reviews up for the Atari Flashback Classics Volume 1 and 2. Uh, the news that Persona 5 is delayed until April. <gasps> oh, no! Uh, but they are adding the Japanese voiceover track, so it's going to have both English and Japanese. So Yeah, PS4 and PS3 will be launched a DLC. Indeed, indeed. Uh, MJC's review of Small Radio's Big Televisions. Yeah, that was a that was a weird weird game. I skimmed it. I mean, obviously, the reason that one of the big reasons Josh does around PS Nation is that he sees all these reviews when he edits them. Uh, I skimmed yours, and uh, seems like it's not as much as we want it to be. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it, it it's one of those vague narrative type of situations, and it, there just isn't enough there. Yeah, and the uh, gameplay was really really simple. Huh, that's that sucks. Soundtrack though, fantastic. Really, that's yeah. cool. Uh, Chaz's review of Ace Banana on PSVR. Now I have not read this, but I was getting notes from Chaz that were not very favorable. <laughs> he was kind of telling me things about the game, and I'm like, wow, that doesn't sound good at all. Uh, so let me go look. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah I scroll yeah, down to yeah, 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 okay. <laughs> We're doing like everybody else that reads a review. You just go to the bottom. Uh, also, Chaz's review... Wow, Chaz just going off here. Uh, Chaz's review of Tethered on the PSVR. I'm hearing very good things about this game. This was also available for the uh, Oculus at launch, I believe. So I knew a little bit about that game. And then a game that he has streamed a couple times Chaz's review of the lost morsel for overcooked uh this is the new dlc for overcooked i know he likes the game quite a bit so check out that review mjc's large ass review for the elder scrolls 5 skyrim special edition on ps4 i uh i saw somebody today was asking you uh you know how is it on ps4 pro you don't have one uh, yeah which is why josh did add that stuff to the top of the reviews to tell people what system we used and what type of tv we used indeed now i tweeted i was the one that tweeted a link to uh, Dig- digital foundry Eurogamer actually did an analysis of this game on the pro running against a regular ps4 uh it's about 12 minutes long it's a great video uh they're just kicking ass over digital foundry so uh you know if we can't do these kind of reviews we'll, we'll point you somewhere they can and and they did a really nice job and it, it's funny because it sounds like they almost think that they're holding the game back a little bit on PS4 for what kind of a performance they're getting out of the Pro. Well, because it's, it's only running at like 30 frames on the PS4. Right. Uh, it trips up every once in a while. I mentioned that in a review. But yeah. It's a solid version of the game. It's Skyrim. Yeah. Like, if you like Skyrim, it's Skyrim again. But, but the, crazy, mods. the crazy thing is on the Pro, it actually runs at native 4K, which is rare. So, yeah, kind of interesting. But again, I've said time and time again, you could put two of them next to each other, and I probably wouldn't be able to tell you which one's which if it's 1080p or 4K. So, uh, And then, oh, Chaz's review of Killing Floor 2. 
which I'm pretty sure he's pretty happy with this one. He's been playing it quite a bit. I have the game. And Me too. So I, I've been playing on the Pro just you know, to check out the new visuals and everything, and it's not my type of game. It's a horde mode. It's all this game is is just it's wave after wave of horde mode, uh, but it has an end. So it's not you know an endless you know survive as long as you can. It actually has an end to uh, each of the uh, each of the run throughs that you have. Yeah, uh, well, it was it's basically six player Left 4 Dead. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but it's beautiful. Looks really good on the Pro. I haven't seen it on the regular PS4 yet, but looks really good on the Pro. Uh, just beautiful textures, uh, uncompressed textures, uh, really cool lighting. Um, but yeah, it's a very specific type of game, just like the first game. Oh, excuse me, just like the first game was. Um, so yeah, check out the review if you're interested. Uh, streamwise, we really don't have any scheduled stuff going off uh, since someone doesn't do his Monday nights every every Monday anymore. Yeah, yeah, work, yeah. work. That's what happens when you work in retail, especially in the holidays. Yeah, ramping up into that shit. Uh, yeah, and uh, but you know we're still streaming stuff here and there. I've been streaming some stuff off the Pro directly, uh, just to show off that you can do 60 frames at 1080p off the Pro, and uh, did some Titanfall, did some Battlefield, etc. I actually, <laughs> I actually streamed some of uh, that that Robinson the Journey, so that replays up on our, our channel. I think Chaz was just doing Farming Simulator this morning. Oh, nice. <laughs> so I think that should be up on the YouTube channel. Oh boy. It's it's the best game of the year. It's going to be game of the year in every category, I'm telling you. Yeah, Chaz has a two-hour killing uh, floor video. Wow. And then he has like a half-hour farming simulator video from the last two days. Jeez. Then we, yeah, there's me playing Robinson. There's uh, me playing Battlefield 1 uh, for about an hour and a half, uh, hour and 20. <clears throat> Episode 500 is still up on the uh, YouTube channel if you want to check out the video. Uh, it's all of us except for Josh. We didn't have a way to really bring josh's video feed in uh but it's it's all the other people that were sitting around the table um yeah so there you go that's what's going on around ps nation as far as i remember uh extra life really quick uh the raffle has not happened yet uh reason being is that i sent an email to all of our team members so everybody that was uh, playing for team ps nation uh need anybody that raised even ten dollars needs to go to extra-life.org, log in, go to your dashboard, and uh, you'll actually have a thing on the top that says donations, and then you can click on donations received. You need to click on that, and then there's a button that says download your donor info. I need you to download that file and email it to me at glenn with two N's, glenn at psnation.com, or even send it to podcast at psnation.com. We're still missing like three. So until I get all that donor info, I cannot do the raffle. But, I mean, it's not like I can just get this stuff and go. It's a lot of paperwork. So it's going to take me a full day to put all this stuff together and get it all ready to go. So I'm hoping maybe that uh, I'm going to try to send an email again and and catch those people that didn't answer the first time. Uh, We've had a couple of people that just said, hey, life happens. I couldn't get this stuff to you. That's fine. That's cool. I just want to make sure that everybody understands, for once, it's not me holding this process up. (laughs) Um, but we'll get that raffle done as soon as we can. Uh, but, you know, Thanksgiving this week, PSX next week, I'm going to try to get it done as soon as possible. And uh, I'm hoping to get that stuff sent out in December. I really want to get this out. So it's literally all in my in – I'm at my parents this week for Thanksgiving, and all the prizes are, are sitting next to me in the spare bedroom. So it's it's right here waiting for me. 
uh, you know, like that old Richard Mark song. Yeah, that's right. Please build a chair of prizes. A chair of prizes. Sit in it. Well, I can almost yeah. do that with the make a throne. I can almost do that with the PS4s. I mean, think about it. Right now, technically, I have eleven PS4s. Just saying. <laughs> Although Ben Palmer's like, I'm twelve because he's sick. He's a sick man. Uh, yeah. So as soon as I get that donor info, I can get this stuff done. Um, you know, we we can't just say screw it. We're going to do it without them. Uh, if I don't get anything in a couple of days, I'm going to try to work with Extra Life and see if they can send me uh, the missing info. So we'll see what happens. Obviously, this week being Thanksgiving, <clears throat> I don't know if I'm going to be able to reach people. So it's kind of shitty timing, but it'll get done as soon as possible. I apologize for the delay. There's not really much I can do about it, uh, but it'll happen, folks. It'll it'll get done. So, all right. The the biggest reason that MJC is here. Let's talk about your little trip out to L.A. All right. Um, so about, was it like two weeks ago now? Yeah, roughly. Yeah. Uh, we had the opportunity to play a new game from Grasshopper Manufacturer called Let It Die. Indeed. Um, we put a little disclaimer on the, uh, the hands-on pr- preview to say that uh, Gunho Online Entertainment, the publisher, they paid for the uh, trip. Yes, they did. Graciously. Uh, uh, and do, it's just one of those things. It's nice to always let people know beforehand. Yes. Um, but about the game, so this is, um, like I said, from Grasshopper Manufacturer, these are the people that made, like, No More Heroes on the Wii, Shadows of the Damned, Lollipop Chainsaw, uh, Suda51 is, like, the, the head Indeed. of that studio. And this game, I believe he's only the creative developer, uh, and the actual game dire- director is a man by the name of Shin, that's his last name. Okay. And, the only thing they refer to him as the entire the entire day. <laughs> so he's like Prince or Pink. Yeah, Shin. He, he he had a nice white suit that he wore. Oh my gosh. He was, he was actually a really nice guy. Uh, he didn't speak any English. I got to talk to him for about twenty five minutes through a translator. Uh, I recorded it on my phone, but it's one of those things where since it was through a translator, it's not usable really. Yeah, it's tough. It, it, I mean, when I talked to Kojima at the PlayStation Four launch. It was the same thing where it was so broken up and everything that I... And plus, I, I always I always say that's one of the biggest regrets I've ever had for PS Nation is that they offered me a chance to interview Kojima. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to ask him. <laughs> <laughs> so we just kind of sat there and bullshitted for like 15, 20 minutes. I just talked to him about Drive and Only God Forgives. Well, no, but this is back you know, in 2013, so it's Metal Gear Solid Five yeah. still still in the pipeline. We didn't know a lot about it. They were just showing that demo where he's walking around that compound, and I don't know what to fucking ask him because I don't know the Metal Gear lore, and you know, I, I, I like the games, but I don't know the mythology. So what am I going to ask him? You know, and the, and the funny thing is, it's probably like the third time I've met the guy, but this was a weird opportunity where we were in a room. There were four of us in the room, and I had you know, the chance to sit down and talk to him. Like, I don't know what the, like if I was prepared, like if they would have told yeah. me a couple of days ahead of him, Hey, you're going to interview Kojima. Well, shit, I could have probably pulled something together, but I mean, my improv skills only go so far. <laughs> yeah. This is the type of scenario. I had my questions beforehand, but then when I found out it was a, through translator, it's like, okay, I need to make these questions way shorter. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it was kind of on the fly, but, um, so back to specifics about the game. Yeah. This is a, uh, hack and slash roguelike, uh, where the, the main goal of the game is to reach the very top of a tower. 
there's <laughs> apparently a great treasure on the top of the tower. And you need to go floor to floor. Uh, escalators and stairs will be to to get you to each floor. Is the prize David S. Pumpkins? I don't know that reference. Saturday Night Live when Tom Hanks was on? Oh, no. No idea. Oh, the, the whole skit is... Uh, it, you know, it's right around Halloween. So they uh, they go to this building and there's, you know, the haunted elevator. And they get on the elevator and, and uh, the you know, the, the elevator operator would, would stop at a floor. And he's like, all right, floor 23. And the doors would open. It would be something really scary. And then it, they do that a couple, three times. And then all of a sudden they get up to Tom Hanks in, like, a suit, an orange suit with pumpkins all over it. And there's two guys, one on each side, dressed like skeletons. And all they do is dance to this ridiculous music. And they're like, wait, I don't... I'm David S. Pumpkins! And they're like, what? What? I, I get the the last thing. That was really scary, but I don't get... And they just get more and more confused. And it, oh, it's hilarious. I can't believe you didn't know about that. It was like a whole meme thing. You, you're... MJC, you're connected to the internet. You're you're our young guy. You're, you're the one that's supposed to know all this shit. Young people don't watch Saturday Night Live. Dis- yeah, but no, but it, it's a YouTube thing. Like oh, yeah, SNL puts no a lot of their skits on YouTube now, and and they become like, like hugely popular. And the Tom Hanks episode was actually pretty fantastic. I did see his like Jeopardy quiz. Oh. That one, that one is really good. Black Jeopardy. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm really having fun with you people. Am I allowed to say that? We're, we're gonna let that one go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That was like the only sketch that I got from his episode that was hilarious yeah yeah uh but it wouldn't surprise me if he's on the top floor because this game is very like it it's very humorous it's trying to be funny nice. you're you're navigated by a grim reaper who rides a skateboard oh, Jesus. named uncle death all right and he's constantly like breaking the fourth wall and interacting with you trying to guide you tell you what to do uh but so the the, the start of this game you're gonna start with nothing like you're just in your underwear. Like you, okay. you just, you just pick a character from a bunch of pre-select characters, and you're in your underwear because you have to start from like zero. Okay. So uh, I went to the the first floor, started to beat up some people, you know, killed them. I only had my fists. Like I didn't have weapons for a good couple minutes until finally someone dropped a weapon, and then eventually someone dropped some clothes and. I was able to slowly scrap together nice. a decent character. And the uh, since it's a roguelike, if you die, you, you pretty much have to start from the beginning. Right. So it's one of those things where... So you don't retain you die, anything really, huh? No, no. So what they tell you to do is... Some roguelikes let you do that. Wow, that's fucked up. I think you can retain your level. Oh, okay, okay. But you're not going to retain your... Your your armor, your pickups, any of that stuff. Okay. Um, so what they tell you to do is constantly go back to your home base on, like, the first floor to bank your stuff. Oh. So if you find a blueprint or something, you might want to run back downstairs to bank it. Oh, okay. Or you'll lose it upstairs. They do have elevators uh, that will take you down, but they'll charge you in-game currency. Of course. Uh, so, like, when you kill an enemy, he'll drop, like, ten coins or whatever. And then you, you're you on the second floor. It'll take you 
200 coins to go down if you're on a third floor, 300 coins. Like that. Or you can just run back down. Okay. At one point, just to see if I could run back down, I I was on the third floor and I just started to run down and I had like 20 enemies chasing me. And I'm just in my underwear. <laughs> with, oh with man, a, I wish you could have captured all that. Yeah, I'm in my underwear with a machete in my hand because it was the most powerful weapon I had found. <laughs> and sounds, I'm just running. This sounds like that one and, year at E3. I'm just saying. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm just running, and they all followed me pretty pretty far. Like, I was expecting them to just, like, go back to whatever script they, they had. Oh, man. But but they did follow me. So, um, the game's just your, your basic, not basic, but your hack and slash. You are fighting all sorts of enemies. Uh, I believe the enemies are randomly placed, so you might not always have the same type of enemy. Okay. On the floor, but they will increase in difficulty as you go up. Uh, so it's one of those things where uh, it's a it's a heavy animation thing. So once you know and how an enemy moves, you'll need to f- learn their animations and go in for the strike and the kill. Oh, okay. So it's very pattern based. Yeah, so it's one of those scenes where there was, like, some enemies that just had, like, really huge spike arms, and they moved a certain way. Once I figured out how they moved, I would dodge and roll into the proper spot that I could kill them. It's kind of like that Fury game you were playing at uh, at E3. Yeah, except not as difficult, because <laughs> that Fury game kicked my ass. Yes, it did. Yeah. So, what what makes this game stand out a little bit is it's actually a free-to-play game. Right. So that, that that's something different, because I think originally it wasn't supposed to be. No, no. Um, so, well, actually, when they first announced the game, it was something called Lily something. Okay. It was announced at a TGS, and then that game kind of disappeared. Right. And then they announced this game. Uh, so, uh, when I talked to the uh, the director, he said it's always been a free-to-play game. Oh, okay. I think they just didn't let on then when they first announced it. Yeah, and and the the microtransaction hooks, there's a lot of them. And it's one of those things where they seemed actually baked in as opposed to, like, tacked on. Because, you know, there's some free-to-play games you can just tell. Oh, yeah. Oh, you. This wasn't free to play at all. Right. This game actually feels well thought out for better or worse. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, let me tell you about some of the microtransactions. Okay. There's something called the. I believe it's the DH services. And this allows you to use a premium elevator that has like a a pretty girl in it who operates it. (laughs) And you can use this elevator free of charge, you know, like heavy quilts on free because you're paying for a membership. Sure. And when you use it, you don't get charged for going up on the floor or, you know, use an elevator to go up or down. Oh, so this could take care of your going back down to the first floor to bank stuff, though. Yeah, it's exactly why. Especially, like, if you don't have enough coins, say, like, you make it up to, like, the 10th floor, the amount of coins it'll cost just to go down, I I wouldn't even want to know how much, because it was getting pretty expensive. I made it all the way up to the 7th floor. Right. So, I don't want to know how expensive... Did they say how many floors there are? No, they didn't say how many uh, floors. Uh, Which is interesting to know, because I made it to the 7th floor in, like, two and a half hours. Okay. And that's just me running back and forth, up and down, just to bank stuff and 
mess with all the transaction stuff that you can do. Sure, sure. So this allows you to use a fancy elevator and a train, which we'll talk about the train later on. Um, there's also microtransactions for building stuff. So when you have a blueprint, you go to a shop, you hand over your blueprints, and then the guy will tell you, like, okay, I'll make this for you in about five minutes. So blue, blueprints for, like, what, new weapons or...? Uh, new weapons and new armor. Okay, okay. So you'll... you'll and these... Uh, I didn't get a lot of drops of them, but uh, I'm imagining there's going to be a lot. And you said there's over 100 weapons. Oh, jeez. And they get pretty crazy. Like, there's, like, firework guns and stuff like that. Like, my favorite weapon in a game was just an iron. <laughs> so, when you just beat people up with an iron, like, and you do, like, a finishing move, he just kind of hits the steam button, and then the person just, like, <laughs> freaks out and, like, kind of just, just explodes type of deal. Nice. So, it, you can apparently pay in-game money to speed up the wait time for the blueprints. Yeah, that's pretty typical for free-to-play uh, model. Yeah, that's like one of the ones that's like an obvious thing that they would do. Sure. Um, so once you pay to speed up the blueprints being built, you would then have to pay in-game coins to purchase the weapon. Okay. And then you can just purchase that weapon anytime you want because all the weapons got dur- have durability. So that's where you know you'd spend more money potentially. Right. And uh, one of the more clever uh, uh, instances of microtransactions might also be the most evil, depending on how the game shakes out. (laughs) And that's life insurance. What? Oh, because it's a roguelike. Yeah. So if you die, when, when you die, a woman will go up to you and she'll say like, oh, that's so sad that you died. But what if I told you I could bring you back? Oh. Yeah. Uh, so, that uses a different currency called death metal. Oh, God. How, which, ma- how many different uh, currencies are there? I mean, there's there's the gold. There's the gold and death metal. That seems to be the only two that okay, I Okay, so the death metal is going to be the, the, the actual money, and the gold is going to be the in-game currency, basically. Yeah, that okay. that's how it seems like it's going to work. So, the death metal sounds like... Th- you can collect death metal in the game. Okay. But it's rare. Yeah. Uh, like, when I played through my floors, I didn't... I don't believe I collected any death metal. Okay. Uh, but I, I didn't know where to look. This is sounding pretty, t- pretty typical. Yeah. yeah. So, she'll go up to you and say, for, like, one death metal, uh, she will bring you back where you died so you can just get up, have all your stuff, and oh, keep going. Oh, that is evil. Yeah, that 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 is. Because I mean, if you're I in the middle to, of a battle that's just going to kick your ass, you could revive and get killed like in ten seconds later. Yeah. What What if you're on like a really big run? Oh shit! And you make it to a certain floor, and you're out of death metal. Yeah. And then she gives you the option of just like, hey, well, I'm sure you buy could more go, death metal. I'm sure you could pause the game and go uh, go to the store and buy more death metal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. It, it, it kind of. I, I wish I knew how much it cost for death metal. Right. But that's one of those things they weren't going to answer just yet. Uh, because it cost one death metal to bring yourself back. And since we were doing a preview event, it, they yeah. gave us like a thousand death medals so we could just Jeez. come back anytime we wanted. That that kind of info on a, on a free to play game usually doesn't come out until like two days before the game launches. 
if that yeah 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 usually that that's a day one surprise uh, <laughs> but that that that's like the 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 thing that like i talked to the director about of just like fairness of free to play and how they're approaching it and they of course they feel like they have a very fair game did they did they drop the line of you can get all the way through this game without spending any money yes okay yeah they uh, they feel like there is enough skill with the combat that you can if you're patient enough with the enemies because most of the enemies are just going to come down to learning their animations sure so if you're skillful and patient you can probably make it pretty far in this game sure but though if you dismiss time once against a boss because i fought one boss that he killed me in two hits so it's one of those things where this is the scary part of the game. Yeah. But if we're just talking about core mechanics, I thought the game was really fun. Cool. And I thought the humor was really, really good. But I mean, does it seem combat-wise like a lot of the other games, like like you mentioned before, like Lollipop Chainsaw and everything? Obviously with uh, less, less chainsaws. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I would say it's it's around there. It feels a little bit better. I remember when I played like Shadows of the Dam, that felt a little clunky, but that was like a seven year old game at sure, this point. Sure, I felt pretty smooth. Uh, I, I can see the skill when you have uh, a ton of enemies on the screen, and you need to like figure out how to attack a situation. Uh, so, so that seems fine again most of my concerns are going to be with uh, the microtransactions because i feel like they do have a solid foundation for a game cool very cool yeah uh there is actually uh pvp stuff oh really okay uh but it's uh what is it asynchronous oh okay so you're just playing so, a ghost basically yeah uh you can have up to eight fighters at your disposal you kind of just keep them in a freezer like a meat locker <laughs> <laughs> and you can send them out to do missions and they'll bring stuff back to you sure so like money and possibly potentially loot uh and then when they disappear it'll be like this guy's gone for two days or five minutes that type of thing based on how difficult it is oh okay so uh you can also attack another person's base oh okay so you this is where the trains come in you can hop on a train and through matchmaking attack another person's base. And what is protecting the base are um, your the meat locker freezer guys. Okay. So, so do you have to do things with, with those AI players um, to like beef them up at all? Because this is starting to sound a little bit like guns up where you have to kind of keep building your base up. But obviously you're not putting up defenses. So I'm wondering if you have to like train those other characters. Yeah. So basically they, their levels increase anytime you take that individual through the tower. Oh, okay. So you can have up to eight, uh, or seven. Cause you're always car- uh, controlling one. Sure. Uh, and basically if you want your strong, a strong enough base, you need to run them through the tower back and forth. Mm, okay. To, to level them up, which could get complicated. I, I was wondering and asked them like, if they're gone on a mission, will they still be there to protect? Uh, and I believe that's the case. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
but it also means if you are going to take this game serious, you're going to want to have all character slots filled. Sure. You're not going to want to just focus on one person because you can turn off your system and your base can get destroyed. Well, but I mean, when it gets destroyed, does it really get destroyed or, you know, you kind of have to look at, I mean, that's that asynchronous stuff. A lot of times it's not like a total destruction. It'll get knocked down a little bit, but yeah, it'd be interesting to find out how that's handled. So this is where it does get tricky. Um, So I attack someone's base. They had like, you know, dummy accounts set up. Sure, sure. That I could attack their base. And I had the option of kidnapping one of the fighters. Oh. So uh, once I defeated everybody, I just had the option to pick up one of the fighters and take them on a train. And then take them back to my base. Okay. Uh, So this is where the the membership service, the DH service, comes in because there's a fancy train. (laughs) <laughs> uh, that keeps its doors always open okay so say i go to someone's base and it turns out he has like seven or eight of the strongest fighters i've ever seen i can run back to the fancy train and the doors will be open Why the other train the, the the free train the doors are on a timer <laughs> so if you're gonna take the PvP type stuff serious, you probably will need to look into the services. Yeah, definitely. Wow. All right. Does sound like they yeah. thought this through a little bit. Yeah, that, that that's what that's one of those things where it's like I'm kind of happy with how the game plays and the fact that the the services do feel like they were well thought out. Yeah. Um. So when you kidnap a fighter, you lock them in your bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, eventually, I, they I, they didn't give me a time frame, but eventually you can have that fighter become one of yours. Okay. Or if someone breaks into your base, yeah. they have the option of freeing the fighters, and the fighters will go back to their owners. Ah. Oh. Um, That's interesting. And I, I, I asked how they would treat trolling, and they say matchmaking will fix some of that. Sure. Because I was wondering if someone could just, you know, constantly just mess with someone's base. Right. Uh, but they said matchmaking should prevent some of that. Uh, because I was wondering if some, if I know who took my guy, or uh, I think they have female characters as well, if I know who took my, my fighter, right? could I immediately go to their base to try and free them? Oh, yeah. So I'm interested to see how that's going to work, because they seem, cause that seems like if I have that option of doing that, I could just probably troll as well if I wanted to. Right. Unless there's, like, something to stop me from doing that. Huh. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, um... I mean, so I, I mean I've seen a lot of these mechanics in other free-to-play games, like War Thunder and, and World of Tanks and Guns Up. Um, but it sounds like they're kind of... It, it sounds like they're hitting on some of the better aspects of what I've seen in the other ones, but at the same time, there's a lot of the same stuff. You know, the the, the two different kinds of currency is a stable nowadays with, with kind of the yeah. bigger uh, uh, free-to-play games. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, the publisher, Gun-Ho, I think they, that's where they make a lot of their money. Yeah. Is in a free-to-play area, so... Uh, but, but like I said, it seems... Like the, the the foundation is strong enough that it could overcome uh, some microtransaction stuff. 
cool. depending on how vicious the microtransactions are. Yeah, I mean that's that's my ultimately the, what, my biggest thing. Yeah, it, that'll make or break a free to play game if if they just nickel and dime you too much and it's and it's very evident that'll kill that game. Yeah. So, uh, but I I think I ended up uh, my I ended my piece on PS Nation's site or psnation.com uh, where um. I'm cautiously optimistic sure. about this game because I had fun playing it, uh, but I couldn't see how expensive it could get potentially. But ultimately, I mean, that's the thing that for me is a good starting point is that it was fun. Yeah. You know, if you had a good time playing it, that's always a good foundation. So Yeah, for sure. Cool. Yeah. So without saying any names... You have got to tell the story about this YouTube guy. Oh no, no, there's, they were just uh, there was a couple of YouTube people that I saw, and one of them was just kind of like, yeah, I do YouTube stuff, and they named their channel, and I I didn't know what channel, and they just kind of looked at me like, oh. <laughs> uh, there was a, a writer as well that did that, where it just looked at me and just like, oh, it's like I'm sorry. Oh, no. because you didn't know who the writer was. Yeah, or I didn't know this site. Oh, yeah. Offhand. I always love that one, too. Because, I mean, that's the thing. I go to some of these events, and I honestly don't... I don't look at a lot of sites. And even, like, some of the bigger sites, I've met some of the writers. I'm like, oh, who do you write for? And they're like, what? You don't know who I write for? I'm like, no. And and they get all upset about it. And I'm like, I, you probably haven't heard of PSNation.com either. Oh, I've heard of PSNation. Yeah, right. You know? It's funny though. Uh, well, they turned out to be like really nice guys. I, I oh, yeah, sitting talking to them for two hours, but it, it was just it was just kind of a, a slight look. Yeah, that I got when, especially when I didn't know the website. It was just like <laughs> you don't know who I am. No, no, yeah. I don't. They did know who we were. They said, "Oh, no. you're with PSNation.org." Ah! Was, like, yeah. <laughs> was, like, was it Revy? <laughs> <laughs> Which was kind of funny because I was like, uh, "It's .dot com now." They're like, "Oh, that's nice." Yeah, .org works th- though too. So, yeah, yeah, but but it, it was funny though. I, I think funny. that's why I got the look is because they recognized PS Nation as .org, and then when they said their site, I, I didn't know it offhand, and it was just like, oh, uh, I can't sorry. believe people still think .org. That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh man. Well, very cool. I'm glad you got to go. Uh, it was it was literally like what two days after Extra Life or something. There was yeah, there was no way I was going. So. Oh, no, it was two days before Extra Life. Or something like that, yeah. It was right around that time. Yeah, because so. I got in that Saturday at, like, four in the afternoon. Okay. And then I called off work immediately from O'Hare because <laughs> I had work that night. Ugh. And I got motion sick on the plane. Oh, wow. Which never happens to me. But it was also the first time I was in, like, one of the exit rows, so I had, like, all that room. I oh. if that had anything to do with it. No, that that's that that's what makes the flight more awesome when you get exit row. Yeah. Yeah, that's like so that I, I called off work like uh from O'Hare and I think my manager heard the O'Hare over him. <laughs> Probably thought I was like running away and never coming <laughs> never back. Never coming back, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Oh, so awesome. I ended up watching uh the five hundredth episode in and out of sleep. Ah, yeah. Well, I, I don't blame you for it putting you to sleep. Anyway. Uh all right. Let's uh let's get this we got two emails that Josh sent. This first one is a book. And I'm he said that there was a couple of questions in here, so I want to try to find these questions. Uh okay, here we go. And this is from Grenadier. 
And he says, please don't friend bomb me, seriously. So don't friend bomb Grenadier on PSN, G-R-E-N-A-D-Y-R. Don't friend bomb him him or her. Don't G-R-E-N-A-D-Y-R. Don't at all. Anyway, uh, let's see here. Number one, when is Sony going to allow us to change our account name? Fucking never. Get over it. I don't know. Maybe this Maybe this year. Who knows? Because, like I said, a lot of that was uh, reliant on them doing this upgrade of the PSN. So they upgraded all the software in the back end. And it sounds like it's pretty much done from what I've heard. So maybe that uh, will be an announcement at PSX in a couple weeks. Yeah, wasn't there a rumor recently that one of the... Uh, the, there's uh, something in a PS4 SDK or something yeah. that leaked out. Well, I don't think the SDK would have anything for that, though. That's just a back-end change. Yeah, it was one of those... Oh, um, it was like patch notes for Unreal Engine. Mm. Eh, whatever. <sighs> it blew up NeoGAF a couple weeks ago. I cannot wait until that finally happens, and then we find out what, what the new thing is that people want to bitch about. I, I just can't um, wait. No indie games. No that will live forever. <laughs> Which, ugh, all right. Some of my favorite games this generation and last generation. Mine too. I mean, look how much time a lot of us spent at events just playing, uh, um, I almost said Titanfall. Um, oh, what the hell's that game? Towerfall? Towerfall Ascension. I mean, the uh, the hours that we spent on that game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number two, do you think the HDR pass-through issue with the PSVR breakup box can be fixed with a patch? Again, no. Uh, they flat out said it cannot be patched. It's only HDCP 1.4. They fucked up royally. It can't be patched. Those dumb motherfuckers. I'm sorry. Does Switch work? Uh, no. So I tried to do a splitter. <clears throat> I have a fully compliant HDCP 2.2 compliant passes through 4k passes through 3d passes through hdr the whole nine i have i have this splitter that i that i plugged in took the output from the ps4 into the splitter took one directly to my tv took the other the other to the ps uh, vr breakout box uh everything was working fine on on the display if i played regular ps4 games on the pro with hdr everything worked as soon as i switched on the vr headset uh thing came up on the screen said this the headset's not connected like you've got to be mm-hmm. shitting me. So yeah, it it they man did they fuck up. Uh, number three, have you posted a picture of Joel on a stick yet? Uh, we we posted pictures a lot back in the day uh, when we were doing all that. Josh just found that picture that we talked about that was on um, in the L.A. Times. Uh, Getty Images has it, uh, and Josh the Mario one. Yeah, Josh tweeted that the other day. That's the one when we were sitting at the Nintendo press conference. You can actually see me. Like, half of my face on the left side of that picture. Uh, but that's when we were sitting there. It was before the press conference started. And Josh was holding up Joel on a stick with the Mario costume on. And uh, I, the picture is just fantastic. Like, the guy that shot it got this incredible amount of depth in the picture. And it's, it looks so damn good. So, uh, yeah. So, the, the uh, check out Josh's Twitter. We retweeted it a few days ago. Um, but there, yeah, there, there's pictures out there floating around, uh, from different events and everything that, that we have up there. Although now that I think of it, I wonder, I wonder if a lot of that stuff is on the old PS Nation Facebook 
group. Maybe you have to move that over to the page. I'll have to check into that. Uh, oh, bonus story as to why I want Sony to allow name changes. This, these are always good. I always love this when, oh, I didn't know that was going to be my name, like Dave. And wah, wah, wah. <laughs> uh, when I first got my PS3, I wanted to purchase games from the PlayStation Store. Unfortunately, the only credit card I had was my debit card for, for my checking account. For whatever reason, my bank would not allow online purchases from Sony. Actually, Sony wouldn't take debit cards. That was the whole thing. Uh, the bank wouldn't budge. I didn't have any other plastic at the time, and Sony wouldn't take PayPal yet. Oh, God, this is a long story. All right, I'm not going to read this. <laughs> In other words, you, you screwed up, live with it. Or create a new account and get new trophies. That's my, that's my feeling on it. I'm so tired of hearing of it. I'm, I'm so glad I... <clears throat> had a good name that i've used for forever <laughs> yeah i mean i i, I made sure because i i couldn't get a ps3 in day one they were sold out right away uh a buddy of mine got one and i went over to his house and registered torgo right away and i got it yeah yeah so so you have to make sure when a friend buys the switch and you have to make a new account name yes there you go <laughs> Uh, it's probably going to be a thing. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. Well, no, with, with the Switch, you'll have to have five different online IDs. It's fucking yeah. And everyone will have a 48-character uh, like ID associated with them. It's actually your Wii friend code divided by your 3DS friend code. Times pi. Multiple. Yeah. Yeah. God damn it, Nintendo. All right, uh, next email from Alfonso Boxel. And he says... Uh, Hey, Glenn and Josh. Well, Josh isn't here, but fuck him. Uh, Glenn and Josh, congratulations Hello. on reaching episode 500. I love everything you guys talk about. Uh, I started listening from episode 162, but over time I caught up listening to every episode. You sad bastard. Call me a sucker or a loser if you want. I will, you sucker and loser. Loser sucker. That'll be the episode name right there. Loser sucker. Uh it doesn't bother me. Uh, the PS Nation podcast is the best PlayStation podcast I ever listened to, uh, which goes back to episode 403, the longest-running PlayStation podcast. Holy shit, dude. you got to learn how to put a comment every now and then. Uh, PlayStation podcast I ever listened to. He's is, really excited. Yeah, uh, where I wrote an email asking, do you guys think one day your podcast will enter the Guinness Book of World Records? No, I actually won't. Uh, Guinness Book of World Records. At the time, you guys said no, but I'm asking 97 episodes later what your answer is now. Uh, no, I won't, because like Chris, Chris Hardwick, I, he does like three or four podcasts a week, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like two or three. It's really tough to quantify that kind of thing. I mean, like, Welcome to the Goo, I think, only releases once every month. Uh, we do once a week. Uh, I do every two weeks. Yeah, Hardwick does like three or four a week. So it's it's something really tough to quantify. It's not like you have something to gauge it against, you know. Uh, I mean, you, I mean, you guys are on five hundred. Most episodes are like two hours plus long. You cover E three, doing extra life, having guests, interviews, and officially ten year mark next year. And still don't know why you guys when you guys will hit the stop button. I feel it should happen. Oh, when you guys will hit the stop button. I feel it should happen. Oh, you mean the Guinness Book of World Records? I thought you meant we should hit the stop button. Okay, I was like, damn. Oh, wow, that's man. A harsh way to end that's email. That's all right. Uh, plus, I try your guys' advice on how to stop the PS4 eject sound from happening on its own. Uh, it didn't work, so I ended up tightening the eject button screw under the cover, and it stops. It stopped it now. 
Uh, wow. Uh, I know I babble on long enough, but it's episode 500. This is huge. Congrats again. Keep up the good work and keep it going. Uh, so we're just going to hit the stop button today, right? We're done? I guess. I mean, Josh already left for, quote unquote, a work thing. He just didn't want to read the email with no <laughs> I think that's what it was. <laughs> no, no. Thank you very much for the email. Uh, no, I, no. Guinness Book of World. I mean, we might be able to get into the Guinness Book of World record for having the longest single podcast. Like having an, We had an episode that was five hours long. But I think some actually technically do like one for extra life where it's all 24 hours so yeah uh yeah no what about uh alcohol consumed but we don't really drink anymore that was really when mark was around i know i bet you guys probably have a record well yeah but i think there's i think there's podcasts out there where it's like drunk dudes where they just drink the whole time like that's their purpose to get drunk and yeah. talk about games or whatever, whatever. There's a lot of really dumb podcasts out there. Oh, there are. Yeah. I mean, we could play the fool and, and be the morning morning zoo of, of gaming podcasts we want. We could make fools of Please ourselves. Please don't be the morning zoo. But, you I know, hate- there, there are. There are a lot of different types of podcasts out there, and there's a lot of different audiences. We, we have what I think is, is the audience that we should have. You know, we, we skew a little bit older, but we've got young people that listen to it still. Unfortunately, because we swear a lot, or I do. Um, but yeah, I mean, Guinness Book. I think maybe maybe oldest gaming podcast, like oldest dudes podcasting about games for ten years. Maybe that could be a category. <laughs> Although there's some old guys out there doing podcasts. Um, Kersman's like seventy five, right? Uh, I don't know. He's like the grizzled video game veteran. Is he really? I think I've been doing this longer than him. <laughs> <laughs> and he's terrible. I mean, you watch some of his videos and you're like, what the fuck? Like, how do you, what was that, what was that racing game that he was playing? And he was all over the place. I'm not too sure. Yeah, you and I were talking. Yeah, no, it wasn't Forza. It was like Gran Turismo or Drive Club. Drive Club it was Drive Club. Mm. He could not get down the road. It was terrible. Anyway. Yeah, although I was watching um, a stream the other day off of one of the bigger sites, and he was showing the NES Classic, and he's going through the games on it, the 30 games, and I swear to God, he gets up to, and this guy isn't young, I didn't think, he gets up to Star Tropics, and he goes, what the hell, Star Tropics, I've never heard of that before, I'm like, alright, dude, just stop, just stop, and what, then he what gets is to, Star Tropics? Star Tropics is an old NES RPG, and then he gets to Balloon Fight, but see, you you might not know that because you're younger. This guy is like at least in his mid thirties. Oh, okay. But then he gets to balloon fight and he goes, "Oh, isn't that a light gun game?" I'm like, "Oh my god, just stop, <laughs> just stop." Balloon fight is basically joust. Yeah, I just, oh my god, this is what I hate about. This is kind of why I want to do the podcast because I believe in in learning gaming history. And kind of knowing where things come from, you know? And when you hear stuff like that, especially from an older guy, you're just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway, MJC. E3's coming up. Seven months. (laughs) Seven months? (laughs) We'll start planning next week, right? Well, yeah, I'll, I'll be back on next week. We'll talk about the fallout from uh, Survivor Series. 
And we'll talk about uh, how many emails we get with Josh calling the alt-right Nazis. Yeah, yeah. And oh, guys, remember to email josh at psnation.com, your Survivor Series and uh, analysis. Oh, my God, yes. Please do. <laughs> He's not here to listen to it. Yeah, just just email him all your wrestling thoughts. Yes. And copy copy podcast at psnation.com. Yeah, so that, and michael at psnation.com. Yeah, so then he can't say, oh, I didn't get any of that. And we can say, well, you're right here, dude. I, I see your name right on that list. Seriously, do it. Anybody yeah, out there. Jo- Josh really needs to know about the list of Jericho. He really needs to know about this. <laughs> the what of Jericho? Jericho now has a naughty list that he keeps adding people to. Are you serious? And it's like a big thing where he tells people they're on the list like the whole stadium goes insane. I didn't even know Jericho was wrestling anymore. He's, he's, been, he's an everyday guy now. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. He's, he's done making... Bad music. Thank God. Fozzy. God. I heard some of that stuff and I just went, all right, you got to stop. Yeah. He has a podcast he does twice a week. And man, when he's not out of the wrestling ring, he's just like a unfunny dad. (laughs) He's just so old. (laughs) Yeah, he's getting up there. Yeah. He's got to be about my age. I would think. Yeah, he's probably... He's got to be in his, like, early 40s? Yeah. Mid? Yeah. yeah. He's got to be. Man. Yeah. Yeah, still not going back to watch wrestling. Oh, no, don't. After after Stone Cold retired, I just couldn't do it anymore, because Stone Cold, to me, was kind of the best thing that ever happened to wrestling, in my opinion. I mean, there were still a lot of great wrestlers out there and everything, but for how big the WWE got and kind of eliminating the, the territorial system because they bought up all the territories... Uh, when all that happened, I think Stone Cold for what he did for wrestling is something that can't be matched. And and you know you can be a fan of Daniel Bryan who does who's not even there anymore. Or, or no, Bryan is. I'm thinking of uh, um oh, the guy from Chicago. Uh, oh, CM Punk. Yeah, CM the guy Punk. got his ass kicked in UFC. Yeah. In like a minute. You know, you, he actually doesn't live too far from me. Every oh, really? once in a while, you can see him running. Oh Jesus! But I mean, you got guys that. That get really popular and and oh Daniel Bryan he retired didn't he though because he got hurt yeah 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 he uh, was having seizures and concussions Jesus Um, but he's uh, been hinting that he's going to come back I hope he doesn't he he doesn't no it's one of those things where anytime they hint at it I don't I would love to see him wrestle but since I know he's had problems I don't want to see it yeah like any move he does I'm going to be like nervous don't put yourself in that position um. Yeah, it's 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 really like Stone Cold to me just the dude was he's the only one that ever lived on that edge where he was a bad guy and a good guy at the same time. You know, he was a heel and a face and he pulled it off with such brilliance. And I you know, The Rock has kind of done that every now and then and I'm a big fan of of Dwayne Johnson. I'm a big fan. I think he should be a bigger movie star than he is. Because he's got so much charisma. Cena's another one. Cena, I really think, should be in a lot more action movies that are good. The Marine was okay. But Cena, I mean, he showed what he can do in Trainwreck. Yeah, he's really, really funny. The dude's got just this charisma that that cannot be denied. And you get, you know, one of these big muscly guys, and it's really tough to find someone that can actually pull off a character. And those few people are so underutilized because Vince McMahon has his claws in them so deep. Anytime you see any of these guys in a movie, McMahon's on there as an executive producer. Oh, yeah. They have a movie studio. Yeah. 
But even when it's not yeah. through WWE Studios, he's still an executive producer. Oh yeah, he he owns them. Yeah, and it, it just yeah. it oh it drives me nuts because, in my opinion, you know, it, it just feels like he's holding them back a little bit from what they really could be, could be doing, and it seems like The Rock is really the only one that's been able to pull away from that a little bit. Uh, Cena's starting to do that. He's now part time. Well, that's good. That's yeah. good. It's one of those scenes where wrestling fans, or it sounds horrible, they're they can't wait for McMahon to retire or pass away because uh, his me- his methods, his like ideology, is kind of holding the product back. Yeah. Uh, but and his, Triple H will run the company because he's his son-in-law. And- <laughs> yeah, because he married Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> And all yeah. I've heard is nothing but bad about how Triple H books uh, events. No, actually, it's the opposite. He's probably, oh, now it's good? He's, he's in charge of the NXT thing that you always hear people talk about. Oh, okay. Like, Vince gave him money and says, I don't care what you do because this isn't on TV. So he gets oh. to run that by himself. See, because I was, and, I was reading a few years ago that everybody hated Triple H. That so, the way he booked, he was, he was playing favorites all the time and he, everybody was getting really pissed off at him. So he still has that stigma when it comes to the stuff on television. Yeah. Because when he's on TV, he has to put himself over. Right. So no matter how good anyone is, he has to beat that person. Ah. But when he's off the scenes behind the camera, he is actually pretty good as long as he doesn't involve himself with, like, on-screen stuff. Oh, that's good. Because I guess when he gets on camera, it's just all about him. Well, yeah. No, but I mean... I get all that, and there's the character of Triple H, and then there's the actual guy, and what I was hearing when he first started booking a lot of stuff, when he first kind of took things over, he was playing favorites, he wasn't getting guys over that, that had earned to be over, and, you know, I, I, would, I would really like, because on Deadspin, there used to be a lot of wrestling talk on Deadspin, and there were a couple other, like, gadget blogs where they would still talk about wrestling. And I would yeah. just end up reading the articles, you know, and, and I, I don't go to wrestling sites or anything like that, but um, I just remember reading a lot of that, and it didn't really surprise me. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it's it's one of those things where he's ahead of creative, so yeah. when he puts himself on television, he will write the story in his favor and whoever his guy is at the time. Oh, okay. Usually, he's the biggest problem is when he puts himself on television. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. Oh, and for the people listening, uh, just imagine every time we said a wrestler's name, it was Josh saying Disney Infinity. Ah, nice. Or Skylanders. Right, so this whole or conversation was Disney. Yeah, this whole conversation was about Lego Dimensions, Disney Infinity, and Skylanders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I mean, I, I, I don't think I've watched a wrestling match in. Boy, it's got to be four or five years. Like um, if 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 I would recommend someone who hasn't watched in years, I would just tell them watch NXT and don't pay attention to like the current television stuff because NXT is very simple. It's like you have a championship, I want the championship. Yeah, type of rivalries. It's not like uh, you killed someone and now I'm coming back for revenge. <laughs> it's it's not stuff like that. Yeah. Eh. It's. I mean, I still go back and watch some old stuff every now and then, um, like even on YouTube or whatever. But yeah, I just don't have any interest anymore. I don't know what it is. No. I just it, it literally happened when Stone Cold retired. I, I just kind of lost interest because things get so uh, out of hand anyway. 
You should listen to his podcast. Those are actually I do, actually. Every now and then I'll listen to one because it's up yeah. on Stitcher and it's freaking awesome. <laughs> he just talks beer and farming sometimes. I know. It's hilarious. He, he did a whole episode where he was yelling at a fly that was in his recording studio. <laughs> so he just... It's like... It's like 45 minutes of him just fucking Man. being stone cold Steve Austin against a fly. And he can, and then uh, he's so he interviewed himself one time. Oh, nice. He interviewed himself as Steve Austin interviewing Stone Cold. That's awesome. So he was just going back and forth between real guy and character. And it was like, holy shit, Man. this guy is actually brilliant. Yeah, his he's got such skills for that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, let's wrap this up. That's enough wrestling talk, nerd. Uh, go ahead and pimp your podcast. Oh, uh, I have a movie podcast called Every Movie Ever. It's uh, at uh, everymovieever.simplecast.fm, and it's on iTunes. Uh, basically, me and my friend from high school, we pick three random movies using a Netflix randomizer, and then we spoil and discuss the shit out of them. Um, you haven't, you haven't ep- found a good movie yet. No, we found actually some surprisingly good movies. Yeah. Uh, but also, like, this week's episode, it's three Airbud movies. Oh, my God. So, uh, yeah, those are bad. But we talk about it for 90 minutes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. That's 89 we, minutes more than anybody should talk about Airbud at all. But it's about the Airbud cinematic universe, because ah. they're all connected. Well, of course. You know those are all tied into Terminator 2, right? I would hope so. <laughs> yeah. I still need to watch a bunch of, like, like I, I, I remember uh, getting you angry at E3 when I said I'd never seen a Die Hard movie. Yeah. So I uh, I need to add those to my list and then record an episode. Yeah. You need to really watch at least Die Hard 1 yeah. and 2. I've seen the one with Sam Jackson, but, That's like, three. the Fox the Fox TV edit. Oh, God. Three yeah. was it had some good moments, but I at that time I was like, do we really need a third one? Um, the first one is just, I mean, the first Die Hard is literally the blueprint for action movies at that time. It's it it really spawned a whole new generation of really awesome action flicks. It, it's it's so close to being such a perfect script, and. I just I, I could gush about that movie for as long as that movie uh, lasts. Uh, Alan Rickman, really, the first time he burst on the scene in the U.S., uh, a character that you know Bruce Willis comes across as just the typical everyday cop and and put into a situation and just the uh, I don't know I, uh, it's such a good movie. Yeah, and that's uh, Shane Black, right? Uh, yeah, Shane Black. Did he direct? Because I, I just no, saw he just, the, he just uh, wrote it. Yeah, I just saw his uh, Ryan Gosling Russell Crowe movie. Oh my god, that was so good! It's so awesome. I love that movie. Yeah, the, the nice, nice guys. guys. Yeah, <sighs> that was so good. I love that movie. Like I stopped buying Blu-rays, but that's one of the ones that I'm probably going to pick up. <laughs> like if it's on sale on Black Friday. Oh yeah, yeah. That that's why. So. That's one of the ones where I'm really happy because it came with a digital copy. And it might not be as clean as the Blu-ray and whatnot, but I love having it because now I can pop it up and watch it whenever I want. And did you notice Buck Rogers in that movie? No. Yeah, Gil Gerard's in that movie. Uh, at what point? He's the old uh, like auto exec guy that says, get me that fucking film at the end at the party. 
Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. That's fucking Buck Rogers. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, Shane Black, he he wrote all the Lethal Weapons. He wrote uh, The Last Boy Scout, which I really love. Uh, he wrote uh, Long Kiss Goodnight, which is actually a good movie. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. No, I don't think he wrote Die Hard. Because Die Hard was based on... It was based on a book, but it was, like, lightly based on a book. Um... Yeah, because McTiernan directed it, I think. Yeah, McTiernan directed it. Yeah, Shane Black didn't write it. Okay. No. Shane Black did pretty much everything else at that time, though. Because isn't Shane Black the one that they always say his movies revolve around Christmas? Um, yeah, I mean, Lethal Weapon, uh, I mean, people kind of consider Lethal Weapon another Christmas movie, just like Die Hard, you know? A lot of people say Die Hard is one of those... Movies you have to watch every Christmas. Yeah. Uh, Die Hard 2 was, was Christmas, though, too. Uh, Shane then Black? Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3 is Christmas. Kiss Kiss Bang Bangs. Yeah, I think. Well, I mean, what's-her-name is in a Santa's Helper's outfit at a time. I don't think a I lot of remember that. Stuff. Okay, because I just remember that being, like, one of those, like, dumb internet things. Well, I mean, Last Boy Scout... She talks about Satan Claus, but I don't think it's at Christmas time. Um, maybe it's one of those internet legends that is very, very, very. Yeah, thin. they're really grasping at straws. So, all right, one more time. What was the uh, the the URL to get to your podcast? Every movie ever. Simplecast. FM. All right, check that out, folks. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Josh will be back, I think. <laughs> if not, I'm off on be... Mondays. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but uh, we are going to PSX, by the way. I, well, actually, I'm going to PSX. I don't know if Josh is going. He won't tell me. Uh, he won't tell me if he's going or not. So I am going to be at PSX. I get in Friday night. Uh, I'll be there all weekend. I know some people have asked about a community meetup. Uh, I would love to. I don't think I'll be to the hotel until like 7 o'clock that night. Uh, so we'll have to look around. I don't even know all my details yet. So, uh, as soon as we figure something out, I'll try to, you know, announce it on the podcast next week. Uh, we'll tweet it, whatnot, but we'll try to get together. I mean, it's, it's that convention center is literally right next to Disneyland. There's a lot of stuff going on over that and that area. I don't know the area very well though. So I'm sure we can find a bar to hang out at. So if anybody is in Anaheim, there is a Portillo's. Yes. Yeah. I don't think it's real close to there though. Um, I'll have to look it up. Um, but yeah, if anybody has any ideas, if anybody knows the area better, if you have an idea of maybe where we could uh, like find a nice bar and hang out, please shoot us an email, uh, podcastpsnation.com, or tweet us at PSNation and let us know. But uh, like I said, I know I'm going to PSX. I don't know about Josh. I assume he's going. He was he was invited. Uh, I don't know if he can make it, if, if maybe some family thing is keeping him away. I, don't, I have no idea. So when we find out, we'll definitely let you all know. But uh, I will definitely be a PSX. Uh, confirmed it today. So, uh, yeah. But thanks for filling in, MJC. No Did, problem. Didn't think you were going to be filling in, filling in. But uh, thanks for joining us. And thanks for, for taking the trip out there, man. I, I know it's it's not always easy to, to take trips like this. But I'm glad you got to go. Yeah, it was fun. I was off those two days anyways. I would have just continued watching scrubs so. <laughs> it, it was worth it to just go out there nice very cool 
All right. Well, uh, until next week, get out there, play some games. Have a great one. We'll talk to you soon, folks. Bye. I have to do it. <laughs> Someone's got to do it. I should recap my uh, one high or junior high wrestling story involving a girl that I think I've told before. I don't remember it. Well, uh, it was seventh grade. It was regular fifth period gym class wrestling. <laughs> and there was one girl who didn't want to be split off with the girls doing whatever they were doing that period and wanted to wrestle. Ooh. Her name was Vicky Frankhauser. Can you give us a description of Vicky just so we can, uh, you know, get an idea what's going on? She was a little bit tomboy attractive, mm-hmm. you know, not not fat in any way, not super athletic. All right, kind of scrappy, kind of tough. So she wasn't but, like a girl the guys would want to wrestle with, and not, she wasn't a chunk either. Really. All right. Yeah. Anyway, she ended up getting, and this sounds so WWF. But when I look back on it, it was pretty funny. Got matched up against Reza Sahami. <laughs> Reza. Now, Reza, Reza Sahami, as you might guess. It was probably a sin for him to even touch a girl. <laughs> was the son of some... Uh, Palava you know, some, Sahami. Well, they were, I think they were, I think they were Saudi. Uh-huh. They, they were Middle Eastern of some shape or description yeah they were, well there's a there's a serious you know segregation of the genders in in that yeah. whole culture well anyhow reza sahami <laughs> i'm amazed you can even remember the name oh you these names stick with you my man okay oh yeah so so reza sahami not only had the distinction of going toe-to-toe with vicky frankhauser but reza sahami because of his background and ethnicity and, and religious faith wore a turban in gym class oh yes <laughs> that's because not gonna work in wrestling that's gonna look even more silly when you're in the boston crab <laughs> because <laughs> it's gonna look like a wwf match right there the iron sheik <laughs> against uh <laughs> it was it was truly wwf oh my before God. time <laughs> Okay, so, Reza, he's, so he's, Reza, <laughs> the reason he had a turban was because he he had his he never cut his hair. Mm-hmm. That's that's why they so so sure. She didn't up. like pull one end of it and have him oh. twirl around like a. No, but it did come this line. <laughs> like like when Popeye was beating up Brutus as the Swami, you know, pulling the thing. <laughs> All right, so Vicky Frankhauser has him in what the sleeper, the full Nelson, the claw. Yeah. Okay, so what happens? The turban comes off. Turban starts coming off. Match quickly ended. Oh man! And there was, and, and amongst the, a group of seventh grade boys, there was no greater highlight today. We practically ran home from the bus to tell our parents, "You're not gonna believe what happened today, so, Mom." And the guy wore the turban all the time. Yeah, he had long. He had super long hair. When you were like playing basketball, well, if you long. weren't wrestling, he wore it playing basketball, obviously. Yeah. He wore it twenty four seven, man. That's what it's all like, about. Like Haji. You, <laughs> yeah, he was Haji. How much hair did uh, the salami kid have? <laughs> he had a lot for a seventh grader. I tell you uh, that. Wow. Oh, was man. it down his back? It was. It was long, man. <laughs> did it get crooked before it got knocked off? Was it getting knocked around yeah. a little bit? For- <laughs> yeah, it did. We kind of could tell it was going to come off. <laughs> <laughs> so the girl won. So the girl won by default. Uh, yeah, it was basically a DQ. Did so, he? Did he? So, have... so so Reza retained his belt on the disqualification, but suffered the ultimate. 
disgrace of having been essentially beat. (laughs) I think you just made the album, Steve. Seventh graders in your white socks and your pro kids and your, yeah, being, your gym being shorts, real understanding. Your gym shorts and your white t-shirts all circled around waiting for Reza to get his ass kicked. And, and right. what what are the odds that a girl is is gonna you know like sign up for the wrestling part and then that she'll wrestle a guy <laughs> in a turban? Yeah. This is like two planets it's colliding. Like, it's like the carnival. Oh yeah. man. Wow. And, and I think the way it went was there was like two lines. You know, you're sitting on either side of this little gym room with the mats in it, right? And you just got matched up randomly. It was just the draw. It was just the luck of the draw. Yeah, outstanding. It is outstanding. <laughs> I hope you cherish that memory. I was forced to grapple with a female. <laughs> she defiled my turban. You would have thought that he would have had an excuse from his parents or something to get him out of wrestling. How did they know yeah. he was going to wrestle a girl? Mother and father, tomorrow I must wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you cannot wrestle. Wrestle for Allah. And then when he goes home and has to tell his parents that he wrestled with a girl and his turban came off, that's probably like 17 <laughs> sins right there. You're kidding. Yeah, that's he right. would have been better just to like uh, light up a big joint and watch porn. <laughs> <laughs> Eat meat. <laughs> <laughs>